0: The blast from our past network.
1: Podcasting After Dark presents TV Obscura, a deep dive into underrated and unknown television shows from our youth. Cartoons, sitcoms, cop shows, and much more. Sit back and enjoy some nostalgic fun with TV Obscura. Obscura.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Podcasting After Dark presents TV Obscura. I am one-third of the TV Obscura team. Corey, a.k.a. Sleazy C, joined with me as always, is Zach the Total Snackhead Schaefer and Diallo the Armageddon Jackson. But this week... This month, I should say, we have a special guest, someone that's near and dear to my heart. My co host from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, Adam. What is up, bro? Also from Blast from our past podcast and throwback trivia, take down. Yeah, What's up, all, man? The,
2: all the podcasts. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be talking 90s cartoons. Sorry, I kind of blew your intro for, <laughs> for what you're going <laughs> no, to no, talk it's about. Fine. <laughs> but it's near and dear to my heart because y'all are a little bit older than me. And so this is my era, and this genre, and TV Obscura in particular, is something that I love that you guys, once you guys started that, it was so fun, because every episode, there's at least, like, one that I know. You <laughs> yeah, guys right. go with some weird shit, I'm not gonna lie. but It's but <laughs> normally Zach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I take full credit. <laughs> but there's always at least one that I enjoyed watching, and so this has been, like, my favorite a series that you guys do so th- I'm, I'm excited to be on it thank you
0: it's funny because I was telling Myra what we were watching tonight and I was kind of telling her each show and she's like oh I know that one I know that one And Adam, I would say your show is probably the most obscure for this episode. For
1: sure. He brought the heat. Adam brought the heat on this episode.
0: And I'm not going to lie, spoiler alert, I had so much fun with Captain Simeon. So (laughs) Adam, thank you for bringing that one, but I'll I'll run it down real quick. Uh, So Zach is going to be talking to us about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh, cartoon. or I think it's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Um, Diallo is going to be talking, and that was 1990, uh, through 91. Diallo is going to be talking about Reboot, which was 1994. Adam is going to be talking about Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, which is 1996. And I'll be talking about Men in Black, the series, sometimes referred to as Men in Black, the animated series, which was 1997 through 01. I'd say that uh, Zach and I probably have the two most mainstream uh, ones on here, maybe up until a couple years ago, because Diallo, didn't they do a reboot of Reboot just recently?
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but the uh, production history of this show is um, fairly interesting. It's it's stretched across uh, multiple decades, and even the first run lasted for, like, uh, about six or seven years, but it didn't have six or seven seasons. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Very
0: interesting. And uh, I remember... All these shows except for Captain Simeon, and uh, definitely exciting. excited to talk about that one because that was a lot of fun. But uh, thank you all so much for being on the show. Um, Adam, real quick, can you just uh, plug uh, Thorback Trivia Takedown and Blast from our Past? Uh, let everyone know what those two shows are about. Because they uh, all know what Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast is
2: about. Okay, yeah, so you've plugged Cartwright enough. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I've got two other shows on the Beef Up Network, uh, the Blast from our Past podcast, where we're talking... Uh, a lot of different nostalgic stuff. We're doing top 10s list. check out for an upcoming Diallo episode. <laughs> We're recording that later Woo-hoo! this week. Um, but we also do album reviews and talk film and uh, TV and do some recastings, which actually I will say I did a we did an episode with Tim Manis of Talking Back and we did reboot and we did a recasting of a live action reboot. And actually it, it was a damn good episode. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. nice. So, um, yeah, besides fr- that, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Diallo.
3: I was about to say it's probably better than the one uh, that uh, they made, actually made. (laughs) I
2: haven't seen it, but I'm dead certain it is better. (laughs) And then Throwback Trivia Takedown is, uh, I'd say, all your your favorite nostalgic trivia wrapped up in a nice little 40-minute package.
0: It's a lot of fun, and I'll just throw out, since uh, you love TV obscure so much uh, on this show, my favorite on The Blast From Our Past is uh, the album reviews. I learned so much from those episodes. I think they're absolutely amazing. Uh, but I've been listening to that show for how long have you guys been around for now? Uh, we're coming up on, is it... Five or six years, it all blends, man. I can't. Yeah, fucking I think remember. it's. I think you're past five because I think, five, cause I think yeah. I've been listening to it for five. So, <clears throat> yeah, so. <laughs> keep wow. up the good work. Here's to <laughs> another five more. But uh, <laughs> as all we, we we got a big show, guys and gals tonight uh, with with four different shows. This is probably the biggest episode we've done to date. So let's just jump right in it. Zach, you want to talk about some Bill and Ted's, my man.
1: It would be my most excellent pleasure. (laughs) I'm not going to talk like Bill and Ted the whole episode, but if I drop a line uh, from one of them, I may have to do it in there. most excellent way of talking, dude. Um, Okay, yeah, so you guys all know Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, classic movie, 1989, had the sequel, Bogus Journey, and then faced the music a couple years ago. Uh, But uh, hot off the heels of the PG-13 Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure movie. CBS released uh, a movie or the the a cartoon in 1990, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. This is as close to the 80s as I can get. That's why I chose it. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, there was one on the radar, I was like, should I do that one? But then I checked the date, the start date on it, and it was like 2000, and I'm like, oh, well, this I didn't realize it was 2000. So I will be bringing that if we ever do a 2000. So what you're saying is,
0: as far as cartoons go, in your head, you missed a whole decade.
1: (laughs) I did, pretty much. So so thankfully, because of you three, uh, I was reminded of some of the great cartoons from that era instead of some of the terrible cartoons from that era. Not one of our (laughs) cartoons features... Blasting uh, heavy metal guitar nonstop with, like, guys talking super fast and going, huh? Huh? <laughs> Thank God. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure lasted two seasons. Uh, it's a very interesting little journey here. Uh, the first season premiered on CBS. It lasted 13 episodes. The second one, uh, instead of getting canceled, it kind of got shifted over to Fox. And the original 13 episodes featured the original cast members from the movie. Keanu Reeves as Ted. Alex Winter as Bill. George Carlin as Rufus. Bernie Casey as Mr. Ryan, their principal. Um, That alone, would I would think, would get anybody to watch this show. Because you're talking about four dudes who typically don't do cartoons. And it's so cool to see Bill and Ted doing their thing. And know it's the same guys from the movie. That's awesome. Anyways, the show is a little bit like, um, oh, God, what was that Bullwinkle show? Uh, Sherman and Peabody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. where they go back in time and they go to different. They have adventures uh, with, you know, popular figures like Genghis Khan or Abraham Lincoln or. Um,
0: Socrates Johnson. <laughs>
1: Socrates. But Mozart, Julius Caesar. um the The Wright brothers, et cetera, et cetera. But not only does this show share the link from the movie of the actors, but it also shares the link from the movie of the say not the most politically correct way of approaching history. In 2022, it's quite different from Bill and Ted's way of looking at life in 1990. So the episode I brought to the table—these uh, episodes are really hard to come by, by the way. So the episode I brought to the table was called "One Sweet and Sour Chinese Adventure to Go." <laughs> um, takes place in uh, so so I you can find it on Daily Motion. I know Corey will put up all the links on the in the show notes. But the basic premise of this is uh, Bill and Ted are rocking out per huge in their garage. And, uh, you know, Ted's uh, Bill's dad gets angry at them for playing too loud. Uh, and it causes their stepmom, Missy, uh,'s vase to break. So keeping in line with the movie and, and you guys got to. For those of you that have never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the PG-13 movie, it's not a kid's movie, per se. I saw it as a kid. Well, no, I was 13 when I saw it. It's a teenager movie. It's legit a teenager movie. It's not like a little kid's movie. Um, So Missy, the mom, the stepmom, is like their age or a little bit older. (laughs) I think she graduated like the year before them or something. Uh, And so they mistakenly, they call her Missy and they go, I mean, mom... Um, and they run that gag through the show as well, which is great. And whenever she comes on screen, the music changes to like kind of like this <laughs> kind of music. <laughs> it's really inappropriate. Um, anyways, they break her vase, and they come up with this wild idea to go back to back in time to China to find the uh, to find the vase. They do, and they get caught up in having to build the Great Wall. Uh, they introduce to-go food at the local restaurant along with the uh, number 10, which uh, in Italian means spaghetti uh, (laughs) because (laughs) the the noodle dish gets wrapped up with Italy and then that's how they help invent spaghetti uh, by way of Marco Polo helping out in some weird way. Um, It's got a lot of references to, you know, it's super timely from the the 90s and late 80s. But I did love the fact that they pointed out uh, they uh, they asked for a bag, and then Ted goes, "Paper, not plastic. We're into recycle- we we care about the environment, dude, or something like that." Yeah. Why is it so and, woke? Yeah, it's so wo- on one level, I'm like, "You're woke." On one the other level, I'm like, "You're not." You're not. Um, no. And be, I was gonna start out by asking you guys what color is an orange, and then. Like Wait a lemon your response. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just and like, a, say, <laughs> Just like, like <laughs> a lemon. It's its namesake, you know, um, that was a great anyways, line, by the way, I
0: did enjoy yeah, that little exchange.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of like great one liners in this show. I love it. I loved it then. I love it now. I have I have a little show and tell for you guys in a minute uh, in regards to my love for this show. Uh, it's definitely not PC, but guys, let's be honest. <laughs> we need a little bit of non PC stuff every now and then the, uh, the, the, intro song, which, uh, sounds like a Michael Bolton ripoff is amazing. It's like Berlin and tits, most excellent adventures. So audacious, so outrageous. <laughs> so, so great. Go on YouTube and listen to the theme song alone. It's on my playlist. I love to just rock out to this thing. Um, yeah, and it's got, like I said, it's got uh, the original voice cast in the first half. The second half, the second season, uh, they cheesed out and they got the actors who will later go on to the live action show. <laughs> They're not as good. So, uh, so
0: there's it's, a live action Bill and Ted's also? I didn't even know that until I looked up the, the little factoid that you just uh, said on IMDb. Yeah. Like, when, when the hell was there a live action show?
1: Same, same. Se- I, I believe it was the same year oh. that the cartoon was coming out. So they, they bombarded
0: people with a live action show and an animated show. They were like, "This yeah, property th- is so hot."
1: I think so because I I I don't have the the dates right in front of me right now, but I believe Bogus Journey came out like ninety. I want to say ninety two, maybe like or ninety one. Yeah. Think it was ninety one. probably know what's Yeah, ninety one okay. sounds right to me. And, and I feel like at that point, personally, Bill and Ted kind of flamed out for me. I'm like, okay, they did as much as they could. It's how, done. The, how the dare, franchise. You? how well, dare
2: you? How dare you? Well, I
1: did at the time, at the time. Don't get me wrong. I was like big into other things okay. like pro wrestling, I guess. And, uh, yeah. and my, my my hormones were kicking in, you know? And uh, And so I was kind of starting to tap out on Bill and Ted, but... They really like hammered this thing home. I think when people go, "Wow, Face the Music comes out," that's the last time we saw Bill and Ted. A lot of people don't even realize that they had that short-lived TV series and the cartoon that lasted 21 episodes. Um, You know, but speaking of the cartoon, really quick, the the voice cast besides those guys is a who's who of dudes who uh, have been all over animation and some not. Uh, Rick Overton, by the way, he went on to play Rufus on the show. That guy's a really funny uh, actor and comedian. You've got guys like Rob Paulson. You've got guys like Maurice LaMarche, Pat Fraley, uh, Bob Wrigley. And then you've got Jeffrey Tambor was on the show. Uh, Jonathan Winters. Uh, oh, and and Phil Hartman and Nancy Cartwright. Uh, these are different people who would be on the show throughout this, this uh Short-lived series, if you think about it, and a guy named Robert Ito, no relation to the the judge, by the way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the show has its moments where it's if you if you love Bill and Ted, you're going to love this show. Uh, The second season, you can find the second season on YouTube. I think all the episodes may be there. They're not as good because it's just it doesn't have the same energy, you know. Uh, But overall, I love the show. I want I was excited to bring it to you guys, and thankfully because of. it was either adam or giallo that suggested a 90s cartoon theme and i was like okay i'm down let's let's pull this one out uh but like i said i love this show so much and i love it so much because i also own the toys oh my oh. i own and still in box by the way oh wow uh, so i have the bill and ted's i'm showing <laughs> wow. everybody the, the toys i will take pictures and we can post them up on yeah yeah we'll, yeah, so, yeah we'll post them I, on
3: the
0: instagram yeah look at that
1: um i have the, the bill Tate figure i have rufus
0: holy comes shit! With a keyboard wow
1: um, I have of course. I of course have Ted. Of course, you know, and so these figures came with a an accessory like a guitar or something. Oh, I also have the phone booth. The phone, yeah, booth. Say, really it's the phone booth, yeah, you gotta have the phone booth. And if you look closely, it's the original. It's the actors from this TV series who they uh, look awful. God, <laughs> they look <laughs> awful. <laughs> they're, they're grotesque. grotesque. They're, they're grotesque. It looks <laughs> like. It looks like Kenny Rogers yes. post facelift. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it looks the, like
0: it looks like the 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 stunt doubles. It's like the Spaceballs <laughs> gag, you know? Yes.
1: totally, totally. So they, I mean, they released a whole toy line uh, after the movie in '91. These toys came out, but they had Billy the Kid, Abe Lincoln, uh, Genghis Khan, hey, Abe Lincoln, and, <laughs> Habe. Habe, Habe, You know, Habe. Nice. <laughs> and then, uh, and and the Grim Reaper. Of course, uh, yeah. And then they then they came out with this uh, this like little boombox speaker with a cassette tape. <laughs> what it the
2: testory? hell is wrong? You're buying all this stuff.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Why I kept in the box? Probably because I started tapping out on collecting toys at that point. But I'm like, I just like these, and I want to keep them. And here we are, 30 years later, and I still got them. They're probably worth something now. But um, anyways, I love the cartoon, uh, regardless of whether it's politically correct or not. It's a lot of fun. Thoughts, guys?
0: I was just going to say real quick, speaking of the the, the series, the live-action series, talk about a branding nightmare. It's the exact same name. It's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. So it's the same name as the cartoon, um, but it was only on for eight episodes. And, uh, you know, even worse is the guy who plays uh, Ted doesn't even have an IMDb picture, so Mm -hmm. that should tell you everything uh, (laughs) you you need to know right there.
1: (laughs) I mean, and you think about it, like, there's a lot of TV spinoffs of, of movies, right? Uh, and cartoons specifically. I think of like Teen Wolf and I think of uh, – mm. yeah. we talked about RoboCop. Yeah, of course. You, yeah. you know, Bill and Ted's. And, and you can go down the list of like – but then they they made sitcom spinoffs of comedies like Fast Times of Ridgemont High, which was not very good. They had a Ferris um,
3: Bueller's uh, Day Off. Ferris uh, Bueller's Day
1: yeah, Off with yeah. Jennifer Aniston and Charlie Schlatter, I think. Yeah. Jesus,
2: yeah. Uh, Not the really cler- Clerks had a fucking nineties yeah. show. Jim Brewer, they,
0: that was they actually sure did. actually really liked that show. Shit, that was a feel- great
2: show.
1: <laughs> <Good> <laughs> well, boy. we uh,
0: so we were talking about also doing maybe an adult ca- cartoon series, TV obscure at some point so We can t- cover like Duckman and, and The Critic and stuff. And oh, I yeah. would actually like to do the the Clerks cartoon because that thing was fantastic. I was a big fan of that one. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. oh, yeah, for sure. And and like I said at the uh, the beginning, this show, the movie is, is geared towards teens. This cartoon is definitely geared towards kids. But there's enough little subtle references every now and then where you're like, oh, you know, this is this. I think only a teenager would get this, like the references to Missy. I mean, mom, Missy mom, know,
0: mom. Yeah, that's a good I, gag.
1: But then again, like going back to the the unaware of like non PC days uh, at one point. Ted says to one guy, he's like, nice earrings, dude, but you really should try to wear, <laughs> when he said, he goes, but you should really wear only one. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, Jesus, wow. Jesus. I got that. Shit well,
2: you go back and you watch the movie and literally there's moments where they, you know, they hug, then they look at each other and they call each other a slur. You know, I don't yeah, want they to drop say the F bomb. Exactly. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, when you said, you know, whether it's politically correct or not, it's not. We all know <laughs> Certainly not. The movie's not. No. The cartoon's not. Man, the, the Asian racism is hard on this yeah. episode.
0: To, to, Adam, keep going. Take us into it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please. I, I mean, no, no, no. Don't point
2: to me like the whitest of all of us. Say, you, you talk more about racism. I
0: don't even have a tan,
2: okay? But... <laughs> Yeah, the show did make me a little uncomfortable about all that stuff, I'm not going to lie. Um, this was the only show for me that I didn't watch. I'd watched all the like all the other ones we're going to be talking today. I actually have watched them. Um, I was a m- massive Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure the movie and bogus journey fan. Yeah, me too. But the cartoon isn't one that I really got into for some reason uh you know at that time I was either watching other stuff when when this one came out I was five or six so i was still probably under you know i was still not even old enough for this one yet so i'm um, watching this i'm just watching it with fairly fresh eyes and no <laughs> no this is not a good fucking show
1: it's funny what's funny about that though is like you, you think back dur- during that time that was totally the norm oh yeah um you know i, I feel like gi joe maybe was the only show that tried to have somewhat of a, uh, a balanced look at diversity in a fair way versus like caricatures. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, you know, the, the Italian guys are over the top. The, the, <laughs> the, the guys in, uh, Shanghai are over, you know, or the, like there's even a reference to getting Shanghai, which again is racist. Um, you know, I've appreciated that Ted called one of the guys, an Asian dude versus like <laughs> something else something that would be worse. The... <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, at least he didn't call him Oriental, I
0: guess, right? Yeah. That's what, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, so.
1: yeah. I mean, but kids still have Oriental Trading Company, which is like a chachki store. And I'm mm. like, is that appropriate? I don't know. They just <laughs> changed the name. But <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, you got to, if you go into it with an open mind of like, this is definitely a then, not mm-hmm. now, uh, then maybe you'll make <laughs> your your experience a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs>
0: well, also, of the three cartoons To me, this one felt like it was the most 80s. Like you said, you you picked it because it it did feel that way. And 1990, as we all know, you go watch uh, Ford Fairlane or something, the 1990, 1991 still looked like the 80s. Honestly, I might yeah. even say the 1990 probably looks like what you actually think in your head the 80s looks like. It wasn't until like yes. 92, you know, when things start going. This is the same for the 80s as well. Like 80 looks like the 70s, um, but this was, I believe, the last cartoon, a uh, Saturday morning cartoon that Hanna Barbera uh, produced, and yep. it it has that feel. It has that like like 80s style to it. Um, I'm going to say something that's not probably going to be very popular. I'm not a
3: big Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure fan. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not the only one.
0: I, (laughs) Uh, I saw the first one in the theater. I went through my phase as a kid talking like them, but it didn't really last too long, and I honestly... I've never seen Bogus Journey, even though we interviewed William Sadler and I had to feign like I saw a Bogus Journey, but I've never oh, you seen gotta it. Oh, you've got to see it now. I think you'll like it now. I, dude, the, the,
2: his, the William Sadler scenes are probably the top of the entire film. And yeah, yeah, agreed.
0: So going into this, I was like, I'm still going to go into it with an open heart and open mind. <laughs> And all I got was racism in return. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys and gals, we're we're all cool here. We all understand that, and I'm all for things staying in the past and like let's not touch them, let's not alter them. They are what they are of the time, and that's okay. Some of this was not okay. <laughs> they were the. How they portrayed Asian people was the 1970s style of, of portraying. It, it was the breakfast at Tiffany's. What's his name? What's it? Roddy Mickey McDowell. Roone, yeah. Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Rooney. There yeah, you yeah. go. Fucking how he was played an Asian American gentleman. It's It's exactly that. And then on top of it, the Italian stuff as well. It just it wasn't a good look. But like if you can punch, <laughs> punch past that, you know, if you can punch past that. There's still not much meat on the bones here, guys. It's it's. I don't even know who this is for. Is this for kids? Is this for like kind of a learn
1: a little something?
3: (laughs) They're learning to be racist. Can I ask a question? Why was it okay for? Why is it like bad for the Italian representation in this episode? But it's okay for Mario in uh, (laughs) Super (laughs)
1: Mario. Good point. Yeah, I don't know,
3: man. Yeah. It was, a, was the first things I thought about when I watched it. I'm a walk in a stereotype. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, what, this is way over the top.
0: And then at one point, Bill and Ted get captured, and there's a, a guard guy who has to like watch them and everything, and he he's, he's built of every racist piece of, of Asian iconography. You can, he, is, he has a gap tooth. He's got the yeah. Fu Manchu mustache. He's even got long fingernails. But I will say this. The show goes so far as to compliment him. They compliment him on his long fingernails, and he actually takes it nicely. He's like, "Oh, thank you." And it's actually a kind of—I think they were trying to make fun of of gay stereotypes, but it actually turned out to be one of the sweeter moments of the episode. <laughs> um, animation, I thought, was okay. It was very '80s. It was very Hanna Barbera esque. Uh, didn't look anything yeah, but ha- like. But the Hanna 90s. Barbera animation sucks. Like, I don't know if you guys say that enough. It sucks. It's—it it's, <laughs> was been bad for a decade. Well, you're talking to somebody who loves Thunder the Barbarian,
3: so <laughs> yeah, like, I take uh, umbrage I with. That. I can't get on board with that. Fine,
2: I'll, I'll be, be, alone be alone on that one.
0: <laughs> but Dial and I will be over here, not loving uh, Bill yeah. and Ted's the movie, though. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's my thoughts are. You know. I didn't watch it back in the day. I, I probably I won't move forward with it. It's it's not easy to come by. I appreciate that that Zach loves it, and I can see why, and I got no beef with that whatsoever. But uh, it, it doesn't have much place here in 2022. I, I I'd say so.
2: I, I want to just add in there though, the because I've never seen an episode. It did feel so good to hear the correct voices. I know they changed in season two, as yeah. you mentioned, but like Agreed. hearing like, oh my God, my, my Ted and my bill sound exactly how they're supposed to. That was
0: wonderful. Agreed. Cause halfway through the episode, I was like, man, these voice actors are doing a great job. And then I, I <laughs> beat it because there's no way in hell that I would ever would have thought that Keanu Reeves and Alex winter were going to be doing the voices on this cartoon. This is almost unheard of. I can't off the top of my head. Think of a cartoon that came from a, a movie or some other property and kept the same voice actors. I, I've never in my life heard of that. And that's honestly, that's remarkable unto itself. Is it a saving grace? Yes. Does it save the show? Not at all.
1: Do you know who played Teen Wolf uh, in the Teen Wolf cartoon? Do you know who played Teen Wolf? Who? Well, at one point, uh, well, th- sorry, this guy's named Townsend Coleman. Oh, like, yeah. he's He's, fucking, he's in tons right? of stuff. He's he plays the Tick, and he was in Michelangelo. He's yeah. played Michelangelo. Uh,
2: if I remember. He looks a lot or... like you.
1: Look him he kinda up. Kind of does
2: actually. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Kinda look him up. He kind of looks like you. Wish
1: I had his career, but. Um... Yeah. Anyways, you're a very prolific. Uh, uh, yeah, he anim- doesn't look uh, that
2: much like you. You're you're much hotter. You're a snack. I <laughs> that. especially with that mustache.
1: Mm. I know. But, I'm telling you, but, Ted Lasso, baby. Wait, mm. were you?
0: Uh, but Zach, were you going somewhere? Like, were you combining this with what I was saying about Alex Winter and Count Keanu Reeves doing that? Well, so
1: that's that's my point. While on one hand. If you go back and watch that Teen Wolf cartoon, which is not that great. And again, it's a CBS cartoon, Wait, too. what? Something about CBS with their cartoons. We should do that. That was like, a we great do... cartoon.
3: Are You're you, are you, are you talking about something else.
1: The Teen Wolf cartoon? Well, yeah. OK, it's been a minute. You, so You I, must I, I'll, be talking say,
3: about a different cartoon.
1: I, maybe I was talking about <laughs> Teen Wolf 2. Um, <laughs> the Teen Wolf 2 cartoon. I, it, it is so refreshing to hear the legit voice actors because, yeah, it rarely happens. And I, I, as I'm watching it now, I'm like, those guys must have had a blast in the Studio recording this, uh, George Carlin for crying out loud! You get to hear him, you know, doing his thing, and apparently he's allergic to anchovies in this. And uh, you know, it's silly, it's stupid, but again, Diallo, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, you know, just like Corey said, I I didn't really like. I I loved Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when it was out. Just like everybody else, I quoted all the time. Um whenever I'm driving and I go past San Dimas I shout out like if my in the car, I'll blurt it out. Like people are like, What are you saying? But I'm like, San Dimas High School football rules. Rules. You know? Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> of <course>. of <laughs> of dude, every time I yeah. see a
0: circle K, I gotta say strange things are upon us at a circle K. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: that's probably yeah. my, my, my least favorite or my thing I miss the most about drive about living in LA is just like you could drive around and see shit that you knew from
3: movies so right. easily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I just I like it. I think, like Zach said, it it faded for me pretty quickly, and like I never, I never saw um, Bogus Journey. I kind of intended to watch the movie that came out last year, or the whatever twenty twenty. Face the music. Yeah, it was bad. I, yeah, it was I, fucking I didn't terrible. Bother, you know, just because I didn't like wanted it to be good. Yeah, I, I did, just I did too. I wanted it to be good so bad. I kind of remember that. Uh, TV series, but until I didn't remember so you just kind of brought it up. Uh, the live action one, and then it's no
1: weird science TV series. <laughs> I, I actually watched that, that was, one; but that was good. That, that, was, on yeah. US, that was on USA. That right? was on USA. It was good or, at the time. Yes, yeah. very good at yeah. the time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So, like, and I, I remember when the cartoon was out, and I was and again. This was in that era where I think like, I just gone off to college, and I just, I didn't really like the vibe of a lot of cartoons on at that time either. They were definitely shifting to this more chaotic energy, which wasn't really kind of my bag, I think, as much. So I kind of skipped it. Um, so this was actually, I'm not going to say it was the first time I watched it, because I'm pretty sure I watched at least an episode here or there back in the day, but it like, it was in passing because I just know I didn't really have any interest in watching it. Um, but you know, the, the, the cartoon itself was like, Minus the uh, racist parts, was it was fun. I think like the the funniest part to me was the mom actually. Yeah. Just, just, Missy, yeah, I mean mom. That was like to me was the funniest, <laughs> and I was think, I think I was more amazed that they didn't recast the dynamic because like they kind of did that in right? the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. I think that they. Yep. Change some of the dynamics so that it was less sexual, but yes, totally. Yeah, but it, totally. but here it was like they did dead it dead right. on, and I was I was kind of shocked by that, and that made me laugh even more.
1: But yeah, as an adult for sure.
3: Yeah, it, it's funny because like you could definitely do this as a show today, minus the racist stuff, and it would actually probably be pretty interesting and fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be a little grumpy on this episode, but cause there's another cartoon that I wasn't a fan of. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was fine. It's either mine or Adam's. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> not be... yours. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's those are my thoughts. Really, I just it was it was kind of fun to to watch, and it I mean it's it's really weird because I don't have any. There's nothing bad about Bill and Ted. I, it's like I don't not like it. I love I love that movie, but like Zach said, it just I think it just was it was kind of like this moment, and that lasted for like a year, and then I was over it <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and this is this isn't knocking the franchise at all, but I feel like it's a very niche. Uh, franchise like the 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 series the original movie was i think considered a somewhat independent film Mm -hmm. hemdale pictures put it out i think Mm -hmm. and it's not like independent to the point where clerks kind of category but it's an indie-esque film with if george carlin is your biggest name really when that came out um that's not a huge cast you know so I think he kind of had an underground cult following that just got gained with uh, with with time and folklore. Like, I think it's one of those kind of things where, like, people go, oh, have you seen Bill and Ted's? Or, you know, no, what's that about? And you go, oh, it's so crazy. They say party on, dude. And, like, the blah, 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 blah. And then they always forget all the things that maybe hold it back a little bit, right? Like, like Adam, you're saying the best part of uh, Bogus is, is, you know, Sadler. Yeah. But there's some parts of that that kind of, don't work always and and that's fine but it but i think it's one of those folklore things where people like people who dig it love it people who don't are kind of like meh about it so for me i gets two thumbs up dude i just want to point out really quick that the the ted figure on his pants it says save the humans
3: (laughs) (laughs) instead of like save the whales probably (laughs) that's yeah
1: which is kind of fitting right now actually so wow yeah we need them to
3: I just saw a meme uh, tweet or something about uh, apparently we're not going to get saved by a time traveler, Um, but uh, maybe Bill and Ted is going (laughs) to come back and save us all.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Please, God, please.
0: (laughs) Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages.
2: So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a Surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I
0: heard even Mikey likes it. And now, back to the show. Diallo, you want to reboot us,
3: baby? Yeah. This is one I liked. (laughs) <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um, Reboot uh, is a Canadian produced uh, computer animated series uh, by Mainframe Entertainment and Alliance Communications. It uh, has a little weird um, uh, production history, it debuted in 1994. Um, it was both on, um, it was originally broadcast on YTV in Canada and in the U S it was broadcast on ABC. Um, it had four total seasons, but like I said, it was a little weird. So the first season and the second season kind of came out kind of close together. The third season came out a few years later and then the fourth season actually came out in 2001, um, but and it was because they had made two movies that were supposed to kind of conclude the the series and they broke it up into like eight episodes. Um so anyways, it was um it got it was actually it spent the first couple years on ABC in the US and then it got canceled in ninety-six when Disney bought ABC. Um, And then they canceled it. And then it just it was on like it was in syndication. I think it ended up like on um, Cartoon Network. And that's how people caught it after that. Um, It was uh, one of the very I think it was I'm not going to say it was one of I think it was the very first computer animated cartoon.
2: Like, fully, fully computer animated. Yeah, Yeah. fully
3: computer animated, top to bottom, conceived of and made specifically for um, animation. So it predates, like, um, you know, Toy Story (laughs) by a few years. Um, And, you know, like, it's one of those ones where we get into this all the time where people, like, look at it and they'll kind of judge the... um, the animation as not being up to par, but like when you say it was literally the first and it was made with, uh, 1992, 93 era CGI computers. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty impressive. Um, so, uh, it started is basically every episode. It started, uh, a guy named Bob, who was a guardian of the mainframe and, um, dot, um, who was sort of his, uh, a female sidekick character and Enzo, a young boy that was sort of like looked up to Bob and um, their dog Frisket. And basically the the whole setup of the show was that um, they lived in a computer uh, city called Mainframe. And whenever a user out in the real world was going to play a game, a little sort of a cube would drop down on a section of the city and... Bob would have to rush to that area and get in it. And he'd press this uh, button on his chest called Reboot. And what would happen was that section of the game would turn into whatever the player was doing. So if the player was playing a Western game. That whole section would turn into Western. If it was a submarine game, he'd turn into submarine. And then Bob would turn into a version of that. And he would fight as the computer. And he would have to basically beat... The user and if he didn't beat the user, then it would destroy that section of the city, so it was always high stakes and everybody that was in that section of the city would actually um, turn into what they called nulls. Um, So. There was also an element of the show where there was uh, two uh, antagonists. One was called Megabyte and the other one was Hexadecimal, which is like a female character. Eventually, it turned out that they were brother and sister. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was uh, the, oh, the, the makers of the just to go back to the uh, sort of like the production of it. The makers of, of uh, the animation were actually the guys behind doing Dire Straits um, video money for nothing uh, yeah that, that makes, makes sense Total. Sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so that's kind of how they got into the uh, into the deal but yeah the first two seasons uh first season was kind of standalone the second season you know I watched the first one and a half really um Bob the main character guy got, got lost I think at the end of the second season and then Enzo in the third season kind of he grew up and Changed his name to Matrix, and I, it totally lost me. I, oh, I didn't watch those. I'm on the exact other opposite. I think oh, that's really? when
2: that show, the show got good. I, well, yeah,
3: I... <laughs> yeah. I mean that it, that's like the stories actually got better. Yeah. But I was, it, for me, it got away from. It's actually kind of funny because I think about uh, Tron Legacy actually, and I don't really like that movie um and i i always feel like it should have done something more of like the lines of the first season or so of reboot um which was like a representation of playing games and stuff like that but uh yeah i did i kind of passed um they had a um and then they had a live action netflix series which was nothing like like it was nothing like the show um that was on in like 2018 um so it's
1: our Willie Ames. Was Willie Ames the guy? Uh, was oh, that's Bible man. That's Bible man. Yeah, that's Bible, yeah. Bible man. Yeah. Bible man.
3: Yeah. So that was a that was reboot. I like I I remember being the only person <laughs> that I knew <laughs> that watched it. Um uh but you know, I was really into the animation of it. It was something I had never like seen before and uh it's kinda hard to catch. Um and Saturday mornings, but, uh, yeah, I dug it. And uh, is is the live-action TV show Reboot, uh, is it called Reboot the Guardian Code from yeah. 2018? Yeah. yeah with, with live-action people. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that looks bad. That looks yeah, really it was bad. like I didn't even, I saw it, because I was kind of excited to see it. It popped up on Netflix, and then I just kind of was like, this doesn't look like anything I remember, <laughs> and I just passed, so...
1: Is yeah. it better than Bible Man? <laughs>
3: Nothing's better than Bible Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man.
3: Reboot.
0: Adam, can you, can you take us... Uh, uh, to, what are your thoughts on it, buddy? Sure. sure. So, um,
2: I actually was a definite fan of Reboot. I was introduced, as Diallo had kind of mentioned, uh, with through, we went to syndication. I think it was Cartoon Network. Um, so, it was kind of at a, a slot where I would watch it when I got home uh, after school. And... Um, I got into it like I loved that, you know, it's old school computer graphics look like Beast Wars Transformers is one of my all time favorite shows. Oh, yeah. That's as a great. kid, I have a lot of the toys. I love that one. And they were actually that was the second computer animated and fully computer animated show because it was done by the same people who did reboot. Uh, but like I've seen actually the show probably, I mean, at least once all the way through, maybe twice all the way through. Um, I, I think the voice acting is fantastic. Um, you know, I can separate myself and realize that, yeah, back in the day, those graphics are not great, especially when you're thinking of the textures, um, in the backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. But I dug the story and I did, I loved, um, later on in series when Enzo kind of like they kind of, uh, leap him up forward in time and he grows up and he becomes an utter, badass Um, i really enjoyed that portion of the series but overall it was one that i i watched i dug i enjoyed and i still have the nostalgic feelings for it i mean the dynamic you talked about um hexadecimal and megabyte being brother and sister their dynamic was awesome Mm -hmm. them as villains were fantastic um dot matrix was kind of the you know, the the every woman who is, you know, the, she's the person who is the, you know, is the smartest and also most logical person. But she was kind of, you know, the wet blanket. And so she was probably <laughs> as a kid, my least favorite. I always liked Bob and then Bob did go away. And then Enzo became a badass. So I dug I dug him. Uh, but, yeah, this is a show I am forever going
0: to enjoy. Nice. Zach, any any memories of this one?
1: Yeah, so I never watched this show as a kid. Uh, I remember seeing the promos for it and just missed it. Um, So I came into this with fresh eyes, and I really, really liked it. I thought it makes sense that – Disney wanted to can it because they're like, no, we can't have anything remotely similar to Tron yeah. in, in, in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Just got to focus on Tron. It uh, I did
0: get shades of Tron. A lot of shades of Tron in this, yeah.
1: Of course, because Tron, you know, Tron is like the, 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 the birth mother of all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I love the the kind of nostalgia of it, uh, especially in this day and age. I think if, if you, this would this would be a great like nostalgia show for this generation now to be like, oh, that's what computers used to be like, man. That's wild. I think that would be really cool to actually introduce this to young people who are not cynical or sarcastic, uh, which is very few out there, I think. But, but it's worth a try. The toy line is pretty rad. So I went on a deep dive down into the toy line. I'll Four of these shows had a toy line, uh, so to speak. This one, though, I, what I loved about it was that there weren't many female uh, to- figures. Back in the day, right? I think GI Joe was maybe the one of the other uh, second second GI Joe reference of the night. Yeah, uh, uh, keep in mind the there only... wasn't
0: a single female Transformer. Remember uh, when we no, were kids? No, they never released up. an yeah, RC. RC if, they anything. should
1: have released an RC. Yeah. It's like travesty that they did not back then. Uh, but it probably wouldn't have looked that great, anyways. But um, but you think about all the shows that had female characters on it, because a lot of these cartoons always had always had a token female character. And they released a, uh, a dot character, which I thought was cool. And, um, and uh, what, Megabyte? Right. megabyte sister. They released right. a figure of her as well, which I thought was really cool because you just didn't see that all that often. And as a kid who liked to collect the whole, like, have the whole cast, you know, or Tila, I guess, and in Evil Inn from Masters. But, anyways, um, that, I think that's great that they did that. And, and I love the fact that it lasted as long as it did because it's kind of a niche show that, that like, it's unique, right, for its time, even though it has similarities, similarities to Tron. Uh, the guy who plays Megabyte, his name's Tony J. Yeah. I just wanted to point out Tony Jay is kind of a legendary actor, and he was the voice of the supreme being, or he was supreme being in Time Bandits, uh, one of my favorite kind of and Bizarre kid movies, and I, mean,
0: I will always today. know him as Shere Khan from Jungle Book slash Tailsman.
1: Yeah, So that guy's voice is like pretty iconic. So when his voice came on, I'm like I know that voice. Where do I know that voice from? And then I went on my dive, and um, you know, was was blown away. I want to keep watching more. I thought it was really good. the The animation took me a minute to kind of get into at first. Uh, it was a little jarring, I think, because of just the you know the, the the beginning stages of the
3: it's of the, the motion and the tracking and how stiff mm-hmm. they run it's I yeah. mean, it's kind of interesting to watch at this but it is hard to kind of get used to that style so we're just so used to so so many cuts and um everything being so precise now
1: so fluid yeah so fluid and then this for sure did not have that at first it felt like i was watching a video game which was fine uh but which, once which I get actually into works in it, its
0: benefit it. i think you know
1: yeah, I think down. Yeah, once you kind of get adjusted to it, I think it takes for me. It took a moment to kind of get adjusted, and to echo what Adam said. Yeah, Beast Wars was the shit. Shiz back in the day. My son's downstairs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: speaking of, I was going to ask: Are I we going to get said, um? Are we going to get Bodie ratings on on these, or did you not show them? Show them to him.
1: Oh, we'll get Bodhi ratings okay, cool, on these cool, for cool, sure. Cool. Yeah, and I was
0: also going to say you were, you said the 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 uh, you know the. The CGI is kind of jarring at first. I mean, it was—it's kind of jarring when you first watch that Roughnecks uh, Starship Troopers
3: mm, cartoon, mm-hmm.
0: and it's like four years later. Like yeah. they've improved, oh, yeah. and it's still jarring. Yeah. No, that's
1: totally yeah. Hit the nail on the head. Early '90s animation that was full on computer. You know, some shows. Put a little bit in and it kind of added to it like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes would throw in some CG, uh, some computer animation, which I thought was great. But the whole show wasn't computer animation. And when they did do a whole episode that was computer animation, it was a little jarring, too. It's just the sign. of It's the time. If you, Toy Story now does not. Yeah, I was just about to
3: say, if you go back and look at Toy Story now. Yeah. It, you can definitely see the progress that we've made totally
1: it's amazing what we've come come forward with but but yeah reboot i i enjoyed i liked it i liked it a lot
0: yeah i um i never watched it uh back in the day but i absolutely remember it and adam more to your point i think i remember enzo being older so as the kid you know so in my head i picture him being a little bit older than when i watched it Dude, and he gets like jacked, like buffed up. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know who that that, that that would happen to that kid. So the toy line, I'm like, who's this Matrix character? He looks cool. And I'm like, Oh, I would have totally bought that toy back in the day. But so, that's he have cool, like
3: though. a goat, didn't oh, he didn't he have like a five o'clock shadow or something? Yes he like. did. <laughs> And <laughs> Of course. Did he have you the know, he eye patch like, or did Bob have I, the eye patch when Bob came back? Oh, or? God, I can't remember. I wanted to I say think Enzo Bob did. did. But, yeah, he looks remember.
1: like Seahawk from uh, from the original she cartoon. Seahawk no. was a side character who was really cool, really cool. Um, people go, no, that show didn't have a whole lot of depth to it. Now, she, Seahawk had a great backstory, and he looked like that, like a dark hair version of Seahawk.
0: So it's funny. So I never watched the show. And I'm having uh, two points in my life just recently really illustrates how strong nostalgia is. So I, w- I never watched this show. And in fact, I made it a point at that age to not watch it because I was an art snob and I only liked hand-drawn animation. I hated CGI. So I went out of my way not to watch reboots. I'll give you what my thoughts are in a second. So knowing that... And then knowing the fact that I also didn't really watch the TMNT cartoon back in the day, the, the original one, because I loved the—I um, was a big fan of the comic book, and I didn't like them being all kiddified. But now, in 2022, I'm playing that new game, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which is like a, a 2D animation, you know, sprite-based. Amazing. It Amazing! Yeah. is amazing, but it also gives me nostalgic, you know, feels, even though I wasn't into TMNT at the time. And then fast forward to now, playing this, and or I'm sorry, watching reboot now, and I'm like, oh, it gives me the nostalgic feels for the the early to mid 90s, you know, because of the CGI, and I'm like, yeah. but it's so weird that nostalgia can override, you know, how you felt at the back in the day.
1: So like Harley Davidson and the Marvel man, is <laughs> another example, another perfect example,
0: but watching it now. I can appreciate—one thing that I noticed that I really appreciated about the going with the CGI route of this is that the animation gave them a lot of flexibility to do stuff. So in the very first episode— they, they, you know, one of those GameCubes come down and they, it, they have to go in there and it turns into like a space combat show for, for like a good five, eight minutes. You know what I mean? And they have to make all new assets like spaceships and, and fighter jets and everything. And I was like, that was cool. Man. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's really neat. And they they did some cool camera motions with it and stuff that you couldn't do normally with, with straight 2d animation. And I was like, I was, I appreciated how much flexibility the CGI uh, offered them and everything. And I can only imagine that it gets better, you know, going through the through the seasons and everything, but you can tell right away that the, the writing and like the ideas that are on, in play in this show are a bit higher level than, than you're sort of used to in a kid's cartoon or like even like need, like it's, they're doing some stuff in here. That's, that's some interesting shit. It's some real interesting shit that they're throwing out there. And I was like, okay, Okay, I, I like this. I like where this is going. I like uh, you know, the, I kind of dug the characters. Uh Megabyte was probably my favorite. I thought he was really fucking cool. I liked his design. There's like a hidden yeah. kind of skull in his chest and everything. It's like the design is like a skull face. I'm like that's really fucking cool. Um but if you can I think if you can get past the the CGI, if you can just sh- get past it, I think there's a lot of meat on the bones and a lot of just interesting stuff. Even just showing Bob's morning routine. He didn't get out of bed. He doesn't mm-hmm. do like normal stuff because he's in a computer. They can do whatever the fuck they want. He sleeps in like a bed of water. It's interesting because they can do whatever the fuck they want. And that's what I think that's really, really cool. I don't know at this point if I would ever sort of go back and, and go through it and like sort of watch it now. Um, but I have heard from multiple people, you know, it's one of those shows where it's like people are like, "Oh, you talk about reboot," and they're like, "Oh, that's actually a really good show." It's like one of those shows, you know, and and I can see it, and I I am glad that I have the knowledge under my belt that I can say, okay, I can appreciate what they're trying to do with reboot, and uh, I just don't know if I would have the the interest in in moving forward, but. I guess a uh, Shout Factory put out the the series on Blu-ray, so I mean, there, there's got to be some market for it if you know if if they're picking it up and everything, you know.
3: Well, Corey, you one thing that you're when you talk about the story, and I, this is again, I kind of tapped out at this point after season three, but that's the part where I think it, I mean, it started to get a lot more epic. Um, but the season three actually was. Uh, Dan Didio from uh, oh. that was a uh, editor of Marvel. He's like yes. much much maligned by uh, by quite a few DC uh, fans because he's circles. the one that killed off Robin. He was the yeah. the editor that killed Robin, right? Uh, in the eighties, Robin. You talk about Jason Todd, Robin. Yeah, Is, I thought uh, he was the. the no, he's the... The, he's more recent, so he's okay. more okay. like he's more in like the two thousands up till I think. He might be kinda nowish. Okay. So he like he was in charge of it, but anyways but just like that level of creativity and vision and scope that he has for DC, good and bad, um, you know, he brought a lot of elements to to DC, um, but he was actually in charge of season three of uh, Reboot, so just like there's a there's a pedigree that uh, the show had. Yeah. You well, know? A-
0: Adam, was this something you watched um, after school, or was it in on Saturday mornings? It, for me, it was after
2: school. I watched the syndicated version on, on Cartoon Network, and I I would like to channel my inner sleazy C, if you guys don't mind. Please. Yeah, uh, I, know, I know what
3: you're about to say.
1: Uh, yeah, of course you do. Uh, so
2: Gadget from uh, Rescue Rangers probably gave me my first boner. But my second boner pra, very likely came from Andrea or Andrea, uh, oh, from okay. the later seasons who got aged up. She wore very little clothes. She looked almost like a, like a mermaid kind of looking woman. Google her and yeah, bonersville. <laughs> I, I
3: actually thought you were gonna say dot just because dot. of her. Oh, she, uh, no, nah, she's I mean,
2: boring. Just because
3: of her, uh, her chest was yeah. Oh, she
2: <laughs> it was very yeah big and pointy. Like I
3: like I mean to the point where I was like, wait, this is a kids show. And actually, I I actually was reading about it, and there was like this whole battle between. Them mm-hmm. and the um, you know the people in charge of uh, the what is it called the frac uh, weight practices or whatever where you couldn't yeah. show stuff and they had to actually alter the way her chest <laughs> looked so that it wasn't too risque. The,
0: the most pointiest. CGI uh, uh, 90s boobs had to have been the, the, the killer instinct, that video game killer instinct. Oh. With, the, with the girl yeah. in the green. With the, yeah, yeah. The, they were not realistic at all. I
1: just, I just think of that scene in Weird Science where they're <laughs> at the computer and they're like, Whoa. Weird Science.
3: That's the second Weird Science. Uh,
1: <laughs> Got to work it in there somehow.
3: Yeah. Oh, man. All right, reboot. Uh, good shit,
0: man. Uh, Adam. You want to take us into Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, 1996. You graduated from high school.
2: Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. (laughs) What a great way they say that in the title, in the opener. I love that. All right. So uh, this show was a short-lived 26-episode syndicated run. So it was on a different station, depending on where your market was. Um, I don't re- For some reason, I remember it being on like the WB or something like that when I was watching it, um, but I can't fully remember. It was done by uh, Bobot Kids Entertainment. They've done some other fantastic shows King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, oh, uh, cool. Double Dragon, which is not fantastic, but uh, that Mighty Max. It's better um, than the movie. <laughs> Street Sharks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is better than that movie is god awful. Uh Street Sharks, Extreme Dinosaurs, Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh. Um, Actually, Extreme
0: Ghostbusters is a great cartoon, by the way. No.
2: Very so, great. great. Mummies Alive,
0: which is another one that I really oh, liked great. when I was younger. So they've
2: done done some really cool stuff. Um, they do Monster
1: is, Force also.
2: Oh, let me jump on that. I don't see it in the list, but it's possible that they Okay, sorry. Oh no, no. I uh, see Monster Rancher as one of their oh. shows, but I don't know Monster Force. Monster Rancher. Yeah. Monster. <laughs> so this is a classic tale as old as time. Monkeys that got sent into space meet up with some hyper-intelligent beings, get uh, turned into super-smart simians themselves, and have to fight a half-human, half-black hole. Obviously. The t- we've heard this. This is like shakespeare of <laughs> course. <laughs> so it's It's a bit out there. Um, the, the show that you had us watch, Corey, was the second episode of the show which is kind of like their two-part starter uh where they're kind of just setting things up we kind of meet the different characters but overall it is an action-adventure cartoon where different wacky things in space happen where they have to typically fight the same kind of main villains over and over again and different stuff like that so it's not like you know the plot's nothing special (laughs) i will say but um the voice acting is is very interesting I'll kind of go through those guys but overall yes it's it's these the the ape puns the monkey puns the banana shaped things are crazy on this show
0: <laughs> they come they fast sing. and furious at you
2: <laughs> yes they do i mean every little thing from their animations on how they do their high five their little low high fives by like using their feet for stuff i mean that's what's what's wild about this show. It's just kind of fun to see how they kind of turn everything they they apify, they monkify everything up. So uh, the show was created by Gordon Brissick who worked on some shows like Mighty Max that um, I kind of already mentioned. He was also a writer on Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, Tiny Toons. He's got the Smurfs he worked on as well as the Snorks. So he has a very good pedigree. I was was uh, a big Snorks
0: fan as a kid.
2: Yeah, come along cool. with us, Snorks. Yep. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so, some of the cast. This is a phenomenal voice cast on this show. Uh, Captain Simeon. Um, oh, wait, you know what? I kind of want to go a little bit on some of the characterization. Uh, so, yeah, well, Captain Simeon is kind of a Shatner esque, I would say Star Lord esque type of leader. Big time. Yeah. Um, voiced by Jerry Doyle of Babylon Five fame, mm-hmm. so he was one of the main guys in that. Uh, they had a other phenomenal Doctor Spitz was this orangutan uh, who would bounce back and forth from super smart, you know, sounding guy to really dumb hick who <laughs> sounded stupid. Um, Did he have but like, it two, was... <laughs>
0: two brains in him or something? Two personalities? Somewhat, yeah, yeah. But
2: exactly. You would bounce around uh but voiced by the amazing maurice lamarche who's already been in some of these shows uh spider was kind of like the uh hey, to me it reminds me of rat trap from beast wars he is you know intelligent but yeah. he's he is has his own mind and he's going to he's going to sass it up you know he's always kind of like the sarcastic one uh voiced by dom irera a uh, classic comedian and everything he's done dom um, irera
1: is hilarious yeah Oh my gosh, if you guys don't know his stand-up, go look at it, seek it out. It's worth it.
2: Uh, They had a little um, orbiting kind of computer ball called Orbitron that would fly around and, you know, give commentary on different things. And that was done by Jeff Bennett, who has done tons of stuff. Uh, Jeff Bennett has like 500 and something credits. I remember him best from Gargoyles. He voiced Brooklyn Mm. in Gargoyles, which is one of my all-time favorite cartoons. Uh, and then Gorilla or Gorilla was this big, dumb stereotype of a character who was super strong, uh, kind of dumb, and then would go into a rage. Done by Shredder himself, James Avery. So
0: fantastic guy there. And, and then the main. And I was gonna main, say, and I know you recognize Shaolin, uh, right? Uh yes, because she was in Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> Go check out our Adam and I are going through Curb Your Enthusiasm on the Cartwright Patreon. We're about halfway through season four. She was in season three, wasn't she? Um, Karen uh Oh uh, I think she
2: was. I think she was in season one. Okay, okay, dude. Yeah, she was. She was like in. uh... I think it was yeah, the u two thousand. I'm pretty sure. because I, I looked it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was real early on that one. Um, but yeah, Shallon is kind of like this. Um. You know, not quite an Asian stereotype, but she's kind of the the female badass, but kind of the they, – they tie her in. They're all different types of monkeys or apes, um, and they all kind of have their own regular stereotype. And the last couple people I want to mention, Nebula, who was that half-black hole, half-human, uh, was voiced by Michael Dorn uh, from oh. uh, Star Trek Worf. Next Generation. Mr. Yeah. Worf. Yep.
3: Yep. And then Rhesus 2, and which ships. was the – Chip. He was in chips. Yeah, he was in chips. He was one oh, of the one of the cops. Yeah.
2: <laughs> See, I I, I, only, I get blinded by Estrada. I can't move past Estrada, <laughs> yeah. and there's the beautiful so the beauty there's that. A lot of
3: Star Trek connections in that in that show. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Wow. okay. Uh And then Rhesus Two, which was kind of like this cyborg villain that you guys saw in the in that episode, it was voiced by the great Malcolm McDowell from Clockwork Orange, tons of stuff. So awesome. Wow. Man. Yeah.
1: Wow, so, and he smashes his brain at one point, like rips out his old brain and smashes it. it. I'm like, what am I watching right now?
2: He did that a lot, actually, in the series. Oh, really? Um, yes, awesome. <laughs> like awesome. throwing away a brain kind of became a gag uh, for that's that character. Such a great gag. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, the show is is wacky, sci-fi adventure with with monkeys. Like that's exactly what it is. I don't think there is much depth to it. Um, there was a toy line, and Zach, you can talk a little bit more about that if you want. I didn't own the toy line because okay. it wasn't one that I. I mean, I just didn't have it when I was younger. When I, at that time, I was buying Beast Wars and Gargoyles, and that's it. Um, probably some some leftover stuff from GI Joe and other stuff around as well. But, um, this was a show that I I just I remember digging. I remember watching it. It wasn't a top tier favorite, but I remember it was one that I seem to kind of bring up in conversation to people like, oh, do you remember this one? And they're like, no, <laughs> I don't remember that. One. I'm like, oh, OK. Also, I'll just kind of sit back and talk to myself about it. So,
0: <laughs> Well, you're talking to us about it now. I'll, I'll kick this one off. Um, this was my sleeper hit of, of the four. I watched the first episode almost I'm not trying to be rude, but I like went into it being like, eh, I don't really know if I care. I probably five minutes into it, I was like, oh, this is good. I was like, okay. And so the animation, what what caught me first was I thought the animation was really damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked all the character designs. I liked how they were all different monkeys. They all had different personalities. and. You know, like the fact that they were different monkeys, you could sort of just piece them out. You could see them just individually every single time, and because they were different species and everything, thought that was super cool. Um, I liked the personalities, like the Captain Kirk and everything like that. But what sold me—well, okay, before what sold me—loved Reese Reese's two. Mm-hmm. What an awesome design! He has two guns that are made from brains. He takes his own brain and throws it at people and then it attacks people. I'm like, this is the greatest toy ever. I want a Reese's two toy if it exists. I think he's designed fantastically. I thought he was absolutely fucking amazing. But what sold me on this episode, he has to send his team, they open up a wormhole. He sends his team back to Earth, right? All done. He doesn't go because he's got to get rid of this, this device that could give the villain ultimate power, right? That's all that really matters. He sacri- he's going to sacrifice himself to basically drive into the sun, fly into the sun with this thing so the villain can't get it. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome already. But at the very last moment, kind of a little bit of a deus ex machina, they, you know, he's being chased down by the villains. He's about to get destroyed. His team comes flying through in their ship and and shoots you know saves day yada 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 they pull him in we see there's like modifications made on the ship and everything Mm -hmm. and he was like how did you guys do this you know in like in five minutes and they're like oh no We've been lost in space and time for years, and, like, we even visited the Earth in the 70s, and they even made, like, a reference. They, they even made, like, a Steve Martin reference, and, and, and like, they had time to, like, get this new ship and, like, do different modifications to it. And then, bada-bing, bada-boom, we're here, but I'm like, like, that is some, like, 2022 Star Trek-level Thinking Right there with like having this whole idea of space time continuum and, and they're in it longer than you are. And, you know, for us, it's only a few minutes. I was like, that is some high level science fiction concepts right there that for me, that was just the icing on the cake. I was like, I am a 100 percent sold. On, on this show and on top of it the the action was awesome. They do great little gags with like them shooting with their feet and stuff. Like they always it feels like the animators always knew that these that these were monkeys and they just do all these little quirky things that look weird because they're kind of like humanish, but they're still monkey things. And I'm like, it's it's clever. It's fucking clever. I really fucking dig it. But yeah, that whole like I, and I don't know if they're gonna ever get that deep later on or whatever, but the fact that they showed some hand, showed their hand right there and being like, look, we're a bit smarter than than you probably think we are writing this show. I was like, you know what? Hats off, guys, because that's some, like, Doctor Who shit right there, you know? <laughs> and I was, I was proud of them. I was proud of them for fucking putting that shit in. Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. <laughs> My God. Di- Diallo, did you, did you notice that? Did you get any vibes of some Doctor Who, sh- like, wibbly-wobbly, you know, time shit going on?
3: Yeah, I mean that was the one sort of like piece that made me take notice. So I was I was kind of watching the episode like it was entertaining, it was it felt to me pretty straightforward, but then when they had that piece, I was like, "Whoa." And my mind my mind kind of flipped out a little bit. And I thought that that's also what made it have that sort of like that idea that would make me want to come back Um because otherwise it's, a, I don't have anything bad to say about it, but mm-hmm. it was, but like, it just, it seemed, and, and I'm, I'm kind of saying this from like a standpoint of like, thinking back to that time, I don't think I ever heard of this show. <laughs> so when we, when you brought it up, I was like, I think I had the vaguest memory of it. Um And if it came on WB that makes sense why i would have never seen it at that time i was living in hawaii and they didn't have wb yet and so that first season so i didn't get to see watch any of anything that came on there until i was home for the summer um but uh so yeah, so then when I when I watched it, I just had this idea of oh, I'm, this is just monkeys in space. Okay, that's cool, and I mean it, it was fun. I I had laughed and I thought it was cool, but there wasn't anything about it that kind of like had a had a like oh, this is what it's about kind of feeling. But then when that moment happened, then I was like oh, I kind of got more intrigued, and then I wanted to, I was curious to watch it a little bit more. So that's what, it's like I, I I enjoyed it and I, I thought it was fun. Um, the the animation actually was really impressive to me. Um, it was like on a scale that was higher than I thought they would use for something like this for a show <laughs> that you and I had never even fucking heard of before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were there were other shows that were on in that time frame that I don't think had animation that looked like that good so i was i was taken aback by that i thought it was pretty cool so i yeah i thought it and i i I did like the uh the designs of the uh of the monkeys too and the um the what was it the king king kong what did he call himself at the end the really big one gorilla gorilla yeah (laughs) he was he was my favorite (laughs) at the end so (laughs) yeah
1: zach so a uh, lot of thoughts about this one. I originally going into the '90s episodes, I was like, "What am I going to choose from the '90s?" And I was going to go with Bucky O'Hare that cartoon. Oh,
0: okay. Oh uh, wow.
1: And and then and then I didn't. I was like you know, went with Bill and Ted. But then when I saw Captain Simeon Simeon pop up, I'm like, "This is this going to be like Bucky O'Hare? Shades of it a little bit, but you know, obviously with the animal references. But man, this was." So much better than I expected. I never heard about this show, never watched this show. Uh, so when it was brought to the table, I was like so blown away. Overall, great show, so much fun. Shades of like some Flash Gordon type stuff, Buck Rogers, you know, Star Trek, obviously, uh, which 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 was great. Yeah, I echo what everybody said already. Uh, it's a really fun show. It's worth watching the, at least the first one and then future episodes, uh, hands down. I'm going to try and see if I can find the DVDs for this thing because I enjoyed it so much. Uh, I just Yeah, and I love the animation. The twistedness of it was, and I think this is where the 90s started to get that, where you got a little bit more graphic with your violence, uh, like with the brain stuff, which was great. And there is a Reese figure, um, Mattel put out a whole toy line of these guys oh, cool. with with two ships.
3: I literally thought yeah. you were gonna pull the
1: figure out just now. And <laughs> no, and no. I have it. I bought it. <laughs> but I will say they're if you go on eBay, they're reasonably priced oh, wow. uh, out of the box. It, you know, it's it's cool. I I just I love the fact that this show totally flew under the radar for me. Uh, and had, I mean it had. If it has its own toy line, then it's from Mattel. It's got to be, uh, you know, semi-popular across the board. So, um, yeah, man, I, I love this show. I will definitely watch the the, the pilot again or whatever. that You know, it was basically the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll watch future episodes, guaranteed.
0: Yeah, Adam, how did it hold up for you now, like, watching it in 2022 versus when you were younger?
2: Like y'all, surprisingly well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went back. And little things kind of hit me immediately. I was just like, oh, man, I remember, you know, just how these characters are acting, um, you know, some of their little quirks and, you know, all these little puns and, you know, all the, the silly little stuff that it did bring back those memories of like, OK, this is solid. And you guys nailed on the head like the animation, even though I had watched it when I was younger, I forgot how good that animation was. And, it, you know, as we all do on, our, on these shows, we go back and see some stuff And it's just like, wow, really? That's how that was? I thought that was much better. And then this one was the complete other opposite, where I was like, wow, that is um, surprisingly better than I remember.
3: Again, Harley Davidson
0: and the Marble Man.
1: <laughs> Nostalgia's <laughs> one hell of a drug.
3: I'm man. like that with a lot of music, actually. There's some songs from the 80s that I remember hating then, and then I hear them older, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me sing, <laughs> I sing the whole thing. What's wrong with me? <laughs>
0: What's wrong with me? <laughs> Nostalgia, hell of a drug.
3: Hey, everybody.
0: Corey here. I just want to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. And now back to the show. All right. Well, I'll. I probably have the least uh, obscure uh, cartoon from that time frame, especially since it's based on on a movie series. Um, but I just I wasn't watching a lot of cartoons back then. But I did watch this when I worked at the video store when I was, you know, Randall at the video store, uh, because I did work, like, every Saturdays, and actually, on Saturdays, I just did a double shift, I actually just, I would open, and I would work all the way till close, so I watched cartoons, like, all morning, till noon, then I would usually build a Zoid model uh, up till the night, and then that was it, so, uh, but I do remember Men in Black, so I figured, you know what, this would be a good time to talk about it, because I also remember loving it. So, Men in Black, the series, originally aired on Kids WB, so Diallo, I don't know if you missed this one, uh, from October 1997 to June 2001 for a total of four seasons. Um, Each season is about 13 episodes, though, so they're not like full seasons. Uh, The animated series is based on the 1997 movie with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, which was based on the Malibu comic series. And uh, guys and gals, if you didn't know... Men in Black was a comic series by Malibu, which got purchased yep. by Marvel back in great the day.
1: Great comic series, yeah, too. Very Very good.
0: great. MIB the series was developed by Jeff Klein, Richard Reynas, and Dwayne Capizzi. Uh, all three of them wrote. Uh, I, actually, I, I think Richard uh, Painis was uh, more of the ex- executive producer. But uh, <laughs> What was his last name again? Reynus? How <laughs> did you say,
2: penis? Penis? Yeah. Wait, that's right. Penis? Reynus? Penis? I heard penis. I heard penis. I-, I heard penis. Yeah. It might have been. You I said, might have said penis. You totally said penis. That's why I started I will... laughing
3: when you asked. I, I like, will yeah. find
0: out when I go back and edit this. Capizzi <laughs> 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 K- uh, produced, uh, he's one of the producers of uh, Roughnecks, the Starship Troopers cartoon. Um, He wrote for the Ace Ventura and Mask cartoons, as well as Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, and one that I may bring to the show one day, the ALF cartoon. Like the movie of the same name, Men in Black the series follows MIB agents K and J as they deal with extraterrestrial threats in New York. Uh, the show deviates from the movies in a couple minor ways. Uh, agent K never retires and, uh, or never retired and agent J sort of stays a rookie the whole time. So it's kind of like they live in that moment in MIB one before, you know, the end of that movie, essentially. As far as notable cast goes, uh, Ed Ross, Zach, I know who, you know who he is about to say real quick, he played K in the first season followed by Greg Berger, uh, for the rest of the series. But, uh, Zach, do you want to throw out who uh, Ed Ross is and what, what uh, Podcasting After Dark people probably know him from?
1: Yeah, so really quick, the minute I heard his voice, I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is without even having to look him up. Great voice, but uh, if you saw the movie The uh, the Hidden, he's great in that, and he plays the lead villain in Red Heat, yeah. the uh, Schwarzenegger Belushi oh, yeah. film. And just check out great, the cover greater.
0: of The Hidden and you'll see his face, right?
1: Yeah, if you guys have never seen the hidden, it's it's um, you know it's a body swapping alien movie. It's great.
3: Yeah, Kyle MacLachlan's in that, right? That, Kyle MacLachlan,
1: yeah. uh, Michael Norrie, uh Claudia Christensen from uh, what was that show? Bab- was she in Babylon Five? Yeah, she was in
3: Babylon Five.
0: Yeah, mm. yep. So Keith Diamond played Jay. Uh, interesting. No relation
1: to Dustin. Yeah, no relation to Dustin <laughs> Diamond.
0: Uh, RIP. RIP. Um, R. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting because he actually only has two <laughs> cartoons under his belt. The rest of his uh, IMDb work is is film and TV stuff, um, but his two cartoons were MIB and Transformers: Robots in Disguise. He played Rapid Run, and that makes sense because I believe that Dwayne Capizzi uh, worked on on Transformers: Robots in Disguise, the cartoon series. Um, other notable cast members are Charles Charles Napier played Zed. Zach, I know you know who Charles Napier is.
1: Yep, yeah, Rambo baby. I think yep. he was in Rambo: First Blood Part Two.
0: Uh, Billy West yep. as Jeebs. Adam, I know who, you know who Billy
2: West is. Yeah, well, we all know who Billy West is. I mean, Fry from Futurama. Yep. if You want to
3: say
1: Ren
0: and Stimpy? But a uh, ton of stuff. Yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then by some... the
1: way, I I was gonna say I did an on, had an audition with Billy West once, and a fucking nicest guy in the world. Super nice. nice guy.
0: That's great to. That's awesome to hear. Um, other guest voices include David Warner, who of course played Sark in Tron, <laughs> Adam
1: Baldwin. Malcolm McDowell and David Warner in one episode? Come That's on. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, um, David Warner was also in the. Uh, I think he was in the voice and reboot as well when we talked about Malcolm McDowell as well. So, um, Clancy, Brown, awesome. it, Clancy Brown was in it. Uh, Adam Baldwin yep. and Vincent D'Onofrio did not. He played a different character than the one he played in the movie. Wow, um, adam
1: wild. baldwin no relation to uh, the baldwin family
0: that's, yeah no, no none at all he played uh was it animal in um in full metal jacket right
1: yep and and, and, in, and of course i'm yeah fireflies what i think of yes independence and then it's day. jane yep and then
0: in independence yep. day as well he and predator 2 he was also in predator 2 oh, yeah. and x-files
1: and my bodyguard yes
0: yes adam baldwin's <laughs> been around for a while now he's uh, crazy Yes, yes, he's also a crazy. I think he's a crazy right, you know, person. So, no, so he Willing. might be. He might be a Baldwin then. For yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh <laughs> man. Um, some yeah. Interest- by the way,
1: Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown. You hear his voice, you are like, that's Clancy Brown.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Before oh,
1: sure. we're talking before SpongeBob, yep. the guy was still on doing screen movies like Left and Right. So yeah. this is kind of a
0: fucking legend. Cool. Clancy Brown's yep. awesome. Legend. Yep. Um, one thing that's interesting is that each episode is named, it has a name, and then it's followed by Syndrome. So, like, for example, uh, the the first episode is called The Long Goodbye Syndrome. By the way, Zach, it's called The Long Goodbye Syndrome. The Long Goodbye, that's an Elliot Gould movie. Do you think that's actually an Elliot Gould movie reference in in this title here?
1: Yes, I think it is. I, that I think that you're movie right. is it, that movie is like a, a a cool movie for people who noir who know noir. Like, yeah, if you know noir, it's kind of like one of those underground '70s movies. Elliot Gould. If you guys only know him from the Ocean's Eleven movies, you got to watch his stuff from the '60s and '70s. The guy, he's he's a tremendous talent. Like he's he's an icon.
3: I
0: only know him from Friends. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> my wife yeah. loves Friends, and I know they announced um, the the Long Goodbye is getting a Blu-ray release. I'm I'm buying it because I want to watch it with her to show her what 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 Papa you know uh, uh, Geller was doing before uh, Friends. You know,
1: yeah, the guy used to be like pimp daddy. Yeah, he was cool. He was <laughs> yeah. like a, he was a symbol. You know, like the people that that was when that was when you could be. You know, quote unquote, out of shape and still be like a, a, an A-list uh, when it comes to, you know, the dating scene. <laughs> the dating scene. Again, I'm editing myself because my son's downstairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I always liked the art style on this show. I feel like the '90s art style. There were there were three different styles of art. There were the CGI '90s shows like like Reboot and Beast Wars. There were the uh, teardrop boob shows like um, Batman animated series, like Bruce Timm's art style with that mm-hmm. teardrop boob. It's very like very uniquely styled. And then there I'm sorry.
1: What was what was that? It's called the, I call Teardro- it the
0: teardrop
1: boob uh, uh, <laughs> style. That is so unappealing in every way, shape, and form.
0: <laughs> and then there's this style, which is very much, I, I put in the same category as um, the tick, uh, and and kind of has that blocky, angular sc- style, which I almost refer to as a post-aeon flux uh, style to it, essentially. Um Totally. The humor—it's—it's uh, it's one of those shows where you, you hear it like, oh, it's got like adult jokes in it and everything, and I think it does. Like, it's—it's it's humorous for adults. I found myself laughing through both episodes. I watched—I um, watched episode three and I watched episode one. Uh, both of those episodes, but I did kind of watch a couple more beginnings. Uh, so it doesn't happen all the time. But both of those episodes kind of have a cold open where there's almost like a bait and switch. Uh, For example, the first episode, they get a call, you know, Kay and Jay go to, like, a a, firefighters or by a tree. There's a cat in the tree. He climbs, uh, you know, Kay's like, hey, you know, go get the cat to Jay. Okay. Goes up there. You think the cat's the alien. That's what Jay thinks. Turns out it's the tree that's the alien. Uh, the next episode I watched, episode three, they're at a ball game looking for an alien. A guy hits, like, a home run. Jay's like, oh, the the, the pitcher or the hitter is the alien. And then Kay's like, no, it's the ball. And then you kind of zoom in on the ball. And then it has a great reaction shot of Kay or Jay looking, like, very sort of disgusted and bewildered. And this, this show is just he gets abused throughout the entire series. and And I love it. I think the humor was great. I think... They get the they get the the characters right, and I also think it's a nice. It's almost like an amalgamation of the movie and the comic book. They feel it feels like it has elements of both. Obviously, it leans closer to the movie, but I do feel like they were mining some stuff from the comic book as well. Um, but overall, this was a show that I I, I watched every Saturday that I worked, I would watch it. This was one of the few shows because at the time it was a lot of Pokemon. It was a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! on Saturday mornings. Hated those fucking shows. But when MIB came on later in the after, in the morning, I was so fucking happy to watch that one. And that one actually like retained my attention. And if customers came, I would usually make them wait for a commercial. So because they can go <laughs> fuck themselves. What a this, dick. this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. That was my moniker. Um, but yeah, I watched both Episodes. I thought it was great. Um, this one I I would actually like to keep moving forward with it. Uh, I think it it holds up well to today. I think there's a lot of good humor in it and a lot of good action. And I also thought it was really neat that because the aliens, and by the way, I think they do a great job of having all these different alien designs. I thought it really cool, but they got no problem killing the shit out of the aliens on a Saturday morning cartoon because mm-hmm. they do, they don't make the aliens look very humanish at all. And I think that's on purpose because they explode them a lot. And uh, as a kid, I was like, that's cool. That's fucking cool. <laughs> but yeah, love this. Then I love it now. Um, I think it's, I think it's a great show and obviously it lasted for four seasons. So, you know, I'm not the only one, um, but uh, Zach, do you have any, any memory of this at all? were you, did you watch this back in the day?
1: Yeah, I think I watched – no, not think. I know I started watching it back in the day, and I think I was starting to just fade out on cartoons at that time. I was – based on my age, you know, also. But I was also – like, I don't know. It just didn't have the same charm that that the 80s cartoons had for me. Uh, It didn't spark that charm for me. Watching this now, though, is a different story – uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with the violence, like the most violent cartoon I ever see. Yeah. Oh, we can kill as many aliens as we want because they're not human. We just kill everybody. It is like slaughterfest. It's
0: slaughterfest, it is. It is
1: wild stuff. Like, and, and the aliens come out fast and furious. Like, uh, you know, John Carpenter's the thing on steroids. And it's, it is intense. Um, I was curious as t- I get why Kay would, often call jay slick and i'm like is that appropriate i don't know if calling a uh, black guy slick is like I don't is know, that one of those old, i mean he says it in the movie though right i guess yeah. he does but it just, i'm like is that a i was just more curious overall i'm like is that a, pro- a racist or not maybe it is i wrote it down like racist question mark maybe not uh, just curious <laughs> not as racist as
0: bill ted's excellent adventure <laughs> true <laughs> yeah, true
1: it's true. So no, I, I was I was enjoying it. Um, the animation style—it's it, just—it's more modern than I'm like my, that I'm into. I remember uh, from our
0: Tick episode, you weren't a big fan of that angular, blocky sort of style.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. it I know it got even more kind of over the top with uh, the, like the Tron cartoon that came out for for a minute, and I'm like, it just—it doesn't do it for me. I, I would like to see more of a traditional style. But that's just me. That's just me. Um, uh, the writing's really good. Uh, I thought that the this episode in particular, with the kind of twist at the end, because there is one, uh, was was totally made sense and was enjoyable. I was distracted by the awesome voice actors, where I'm like, oh, God, I could listen to this guy talk all day. He's great. Um, the the one female character, is that supposed to be Alinda Fiorentino's character from the movies? Yes, I think yes. so, yeah. yeah. Okay always interesting when they like decide to go with a blonde instead of brunette completely Uh, different. That's yeah. yeah. It's like in Ghostbusters
3: when they made Janine look like Mm -hmm. just so different or or Egon Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, well give her a rat tail then if you're going to do that. So, um, or a mullet that would have been fantastic, but no, I love the, I remember the nostalgia of the movie. I enjoyed the movie when it came out. I had those, I still have those Malibu comics, uh, tucked away in a box somewhere. And they are bagged, by the way. Hmm. That's a reference to the episode of $2 Late Fee and Pad that Corey and I did with Dustin, where Dustin confessed that his comic books are just in a box somewhere.
0: And, and I died inside. And Diallo, I died for you. Inside. <laughs> Anyways,
1: you. Uh, yeah, overall, enjoyed it. Wasn't my favorite out of all four. Um, you know, it, I say Captain Simeon is still at the top of my list as far as like wow factor. Uh, but yeah, this one was a lot of fun.
0: I just just want to throw out real quick too, that I loved the intro theme song and, Mm -hmm. and just the, the video, like what they're doing, especially the, the alien, the human alien lineup, you know, when they kind of have to, and then the one guy goes like, ah, like they (laughs) step to the side and (laughs) then they go wacky. And then that one guy does like a wacky pose at the end. And I'm like, it's, it's, I don't know, man, they nail it in that intro. I really, really, really dug that.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll add one more thing. I really enjoyed the nods to the movie. Um, I, in fact, dare I say, I might enjoy the this more than the movie. I watch would watch it more
0: possibly. Yeah, I actually kind of feel that same way too. Uh, Diala, what were your thoughts on Men in Black the cartoon?
3: Well, this was one of the other ones oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of realizing that I like. I think this era of as I was getting older, because by this time, the time this show came out, I was like, I mean, I was in my late 20s, and I'm much older than you guys. And so my critical eye was probably like kind of getting to its peak at that point. Um, So I remember, so I liked Men in Black enough that I have some issues with it along racial lines and representations. Um and but it's a overall it's a fun movie. I actually I don't know what it is about me but I often like the second movie in series a lot more than I do some of the first ones so I actually really I I remember enjoying the second one more and I really like the third one actually.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you dude. I love the third one
3: Yeah, third one's like it's almost like a refresh reboot yeah. and it's like it's a lot I like it a lot better the first one. Is that the like one a,
1: with uh, Josh Brolin? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: And he does a, like, spot-on... Yeah. <laughs> spot yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's so good. Um, but, yeah, like, I've never been on fire for Men in Black, especially the first movie. I just, I just didn't like... kind of, like, the hype about it and Will Smith's in my face all the time, the, the songs and the dancing, the videos. Yeah. Um,
1: this was his peak, though, would yeah, you say?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely was his peak, yeah. And um, the only thing that could take him down was Wild Wild West after after this. But uh, I did uh, did watch the cartoon. It was on, I think you said it was on um, WB. By that time, I was able to watch it. And it was in that block, I think, of like, uh, I think they had Batman and Superman. And um, so I was specifically only watching certain cartoons at that time, kind of like Zack. I think I was kind of phased out of a lot of stuff, so I only specifically was really watching Batman um, Superman um, and then like Power Rangers shows it's not even a cartoon
1: <laughs> it counts well, like it's X a kid uh, show
3: like mm-hmm. the X-Men Evolution I think was there, like the later um, end of uh, that uh, era underrated
2: show underrated yeah. show like, I, I really love X-Men I
3: loved Evolution. X-Men Evolution yeah. I thought that like, was really fucking it's good It's one of my favorite versions of the X-Men uh, Yeah dude me too yeah. dude. My, that's it's like my favorite Rogue for sure Yeah mm-hmm. So anyways, I, so like I, w- I just wasn't as on fire for stuff that time. And, you know, you you brought up uh, the animation style. And I remember, like, right around that time, I think it was on Fox. It might have been on Fox. It might have been on w- WB Kids uh, Godzilla cartoon. Yeah. And I remember it kind of yeah. having that same, like, same it, it felt like the same look, the same palette. It was kind of dreary. And I didn't, I just kind of, I don't know. There was something about it I didn't like. I didn't like um, K's. Um he just was so deadpan. It just I couldn't get into it. I really have nothing great to say about this. Um (laughs) (laughs) I just never been a like Men in Black's just never been like a thing for me. So I but I do remember watching it. Um but like I think I was just kinda passively watching it on my way to watching other stuff, so um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, you know, I don't. You weren't uh,
1: getting jiggy with it. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> I could, I
3: could, uh, that song, like the video, the the sunglasses, and the dancing with the aliens, and I just was. I wasn't. I wasn't a part of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. wasn't, I wasn't down with it. Well, and you guys
0: <laughs> both brought up good points, and I, I should reiterate. I probably wouldn't have seen this if I wasn't working at retail with access to a TV all day Saturday. Yeah,
1: you needed something to do. Yeah, you, you needed need something to do You need all something to
0: do, so I probably wouldn't have seen it. And, and weirdly, Diallo, I'm kind of with you. I was never the biggest MIB fan, um, but probably I was probably the biggest fan of uh, this cartoon and then probably part three of, of the series or the movies, which I loved. So um, Adam, did uh, what's your familiarity with this cartoon?
2: This was a cartoon I was quite familiar with. I did watch it when I was younger. I was at the perfect age for this cartoon because I was right at 11, 12 when this cartoon started. Perfect. And so I absolutely watched it. I had the Men in Black soundtrack tape, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> I, I uh, rewound that shit and listened to it all the time. And I love the music video. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got jiggy with it. And I um I dug it. I dug... This show I dug the franchise and so like I was in I was in for the show pretty much right from the start I uh, apart from y'all I actually really like the animation style Um, maybe because I have a lot of nostalgic ties like to the other shows that they were it sounds like they uh, looking at it they actually also worked on extreme ghostbusters that makes Um, sense.
1: So did they yeah. work on Jumanji also. Yes, Jumanji J-
2: looked is ex- exactly the same as did Godzilla. Um, they also worked on Jackie Chan Adventures, yeah. which which is a show I like. I, liked, watched I that like that too. show. Yep. and I like yeah. Jumanji. Yep, and the Boondocks. Actually, they were they were part of the okay. Boondock stuff. So, cool. very cool, very cool stuff. Uh, so what I love the most about this show, and you guys kind of already kind of uh you know stepped a little bit into this, was. I felt the overall feel and the vibe I got from the movie translated well to the show. And I and I felt like, you know what? Yes, it's not like perfect continuity because things were a little bit off on timing from watching when the movies were to what happened in the show. But, like, the dynamics were there. I liked the deadpan K, um, Jay being kind of like the fresh meat who kept... Kept getting beaten up because he didn't know what the hell was doing. <laughs> and like the exactly the bait and switch jokes didn't get tired for me. You know, I watched actually I watched a couple extra episodes on this after I watched that first one uh, that you posted because I was like, I, I remember the show. The intro was great. The second I saw this, the steps, the yep, feet you, that they were walking, the I was beat. like, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it all kind of flooded back with this one. Um, and it was a, it was a fun show. It was not a perfect show. Fuck no. But it was a solid show for its time. It's one that I am nostalgic for. Um, and I feel like a lot of the kids around my age, exactly. I am younger than y'all. And like this hit right at the right time. Will Smith, Will Smith's peak. And, you know, granted, you know, he wasn't part of this show. You had some of that, you know, love from the movie into this one. Um, and I was definitely a Kids WB fan. I ended up watching quite a bit of stuff on uh, that station. And so, yeah, this was a show that was in my regular rotation.
0: And, and so and I, obviously yeah. watching it now, it still holds up. It did.
2: It really did hold up. I could see myself going back. Like I said, I just inadvertently, not inadvertently, like I actively decided, you know what? I want to keep watching this one. <laughs> and so I watched actually an extra episode of Captain Simeon, and I watched an extra episode of men in black. And so those were, I, I, I've already seen reboot so much, Um, I'm sorry. I'm never gonna watch Bill and Ted's ever again. <laughs>
0: wow, I'm so offended. You didn't want another <laughs> 22 minute dose of racism poured down your throat. I, I, I was
1: Ted's good. Excellent adventures, <laughs> so outrageous.
2: So I, I, could see myself actually going back and rewatching <laughs> some of Men in Black.
0: And I, Come kinda, on. I gotta say, I— best I, theme
1: song <laughs> of the day was you have to say was the was the uh, Bill and Ted's theme song. I like the Men in Black theme Girl song. And I'm not gonna lie.
2: See, I, there's there's the electric guitar of reboot that I really
0: actually it's probably my favorite of those,
1: oh, those songs. I think it, it, it hits hard. Yeah. Well,
0: you. well, it's that time of the show where we get the body rating. Uh, how many uh, did he watch all four?
1: Yeah, he did, and so it was more thumbs up, thumbs down this time around.
0: Okay, that's fine. Do you want to start at not the bottom and much. then work your way to the to his favorite, maybe?
1: So he gave uh, he gave Bill and Ted's a thumbs up simply out of the nostalgia. And
0: he's he's his father's
1: son. Yeah. (laughs) What can I say? I I pay him well. Um, Reboot. He he not so much. Give it a thumbs down. He said the milk's oh. gone bad. And I think I think for that generation, it's the animation. I think if he was yeah. a little bit older and a little bit more you know, sophisticated palette, He would he would probably appreciate it more. Um, I
0: mean, look at the cartoons you're competing with. Even with like, um, what is it, Last Kids on Earth or whatever? You know, like on Netflix. Uh, I mean,
1: well, we're watching Clone Wars yeah. now,
0: and, and you know, well, and,
1: and mm-hmm. it's it's just tough. And it's, it's hard to tell. So, it's
0: hard to tell an eight year old that like, hey, this is the beginning of all the CGI stuff that we like now. You know,
1: and he's a, loving Pokemon at the moment. So uh,
3: there's you know. a show in early two thousands uh, that's a kid. Definitely a kid's show called Roly-Poly-Oly that is actually in that same range of animation, but it's so much better done than on reboot. So I can totally see why there would be a complete rejection of that animation style. Just, it's just so far removed from what uh, we have today.
1: Yeah, I think, I, and honestly, I think the show is geared towards a, uh, a slightly more in, uh, older audience. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, because there's some yep. stuff there that you really got to comprehend versus so much of it just goes over your head. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly, you know, the the concept of the video games, like going the minute user comes down and going into the game, you're like, it's a little can be jarring for a younger audience, I think.
0: Yeah, but it also adds an element of threat to it that that is oh, very, I agree. Odd, very palatable. I'm just saying
1: I'm saying I'm saying for a younger audience who maybe is like, wait, yes. what's happening yeah. now? We're now shifting to this. It maybe, But um, uh, Captain Simeon thumbs up i'm like that's my boy you know (laughs) that show's popping for me and then men in black yeah thumbs down actually like (laughs) wow because the the animation style was a little jarring yeah and um yeah i think that was a big part of it so
0: that blocky animation style is so of its time like it didn't go past like the the 90s you know
1: it is, but it's weird. Like, you know, Adam mentioned some of the other shows that have a very similar vibe to them. It didn't, it was, I think it's also the, uh, the, the genre of the show that, that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, can be off-putting science, science fiction, maybe because it's just so intense. Uh, but Jackie Chan and Jumanji, because they were like more like uh, human based overall, you know, um, Maybe that's why it wasn't so bad with them. I think the Extreme Ghostbusters was a little bit like that, too, a little bit.
0: Extreme Ghostbusters had some hard angles to it and and whatnot. But maybe
1: it's because they just were, I don't know, Jackie Chan Adventures, by the way. Yeah, great shout out to that because that's Mm. that's a highly underrated show if you all haven't checked that out go watch that but. yeah it, yeah so two thumbs up and two thumbs down
0: did he ever did you ever show him uh extreme ghostbusters or is that a little bit too old for i him?
1: did and it's scare the crap. <laughs> it's it's a really
0: it's it's like a pg-13 cartoon it, there's some yeah. heavy shit in it there's a, there's an episode where like there's almost a pied piper type of scenario where like kids are getting like lured and whatnot it's it's wild
1: yeah, I sent an episode to uh, to Corey a while back, and, and when we get to that show, that's the episode I will bring to the table with that one because it kind of preys upon your darkest fears, and there's a maggot in that thing that yeah. just scared the bejesus out of me yeah but the be- uh, the bejesus out the of be- me because Jesus. it is terrible the bejesus out of me oh <laughs> heavens, to murgatroyd let's talk about water uh barbera cartoons <laughs>
2: adam's favorite cartoons oh the, the only thing worse is
3: filmation <laughs> oh no uh, wow. oh wow. sorry so, I'm like a true
2: I'm sorry, it's true kid. it's true <laughs> but but for,
3: we're just going to unsubscribe you from this podcast. <laughs> wow. I'm canceled. I'm canceled. You're canceled. You're canceled. There, there, are,
1: there are a thousand animators who had to work for, like, basically a nickel per picture that are rolling over in their graves right now going, oh, I worked so hard on that cartoon.
0: Adam, You let me ask you something because I know there is, a, there is an age difference. Did you watch uh, any G.I. Joe back in the day at all? No, not a little bit. Not even a little bit. Okay, yeah. no worries. It just was not. It was, uh, I was
2: past. That show was kind of done yeah. before I was in. I have a memory. Yeah, yeah. That's. I
1: think. I think we're gonna have Adam back on the show, but Diallo, Corey, and I will subject him to three uh, shows. <laughs> Filmation from <the> 80s, shows, <laughs> and he's gonna have to watch all three episodes and then sit in a corner (laughs) barf barf into a fucking bucket (laughs) how bad they are he's gonna look at us and just have to deal with it
3: Uh,
0: well i do want to get some final thoughts from everybody um adam you want to throw out any any final thoughts you want but i will ask uh you to pick your your favorite of the four shows but feel free to throw out like any final thoughts of any of the shows anything we forgot to mention or just recap anything you feel I think there were some
2: solid picks here. Um, overall, three of the four were good. And there were ones that I had seen before. And that is what tied this for me, is a bit of that nostalgia. Um, even though I have massive nostalgia for the Bill and Ted franchise, the animation's rough on that one. The humor is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I just had some issues with that cartoon that is like, yeah, not digging it. Um, Overall, you know, of these three, Reboot was actually the one that I have seen the most uh, through my time and I'm most familiar with. And I, and and my my own massive love for Beast Wars is kind of like ties into Reboot because of the CGI and it's the same company and all that kind of stuff. So I probably lean... um, where Diallo's wrong, that at the end of, like, season three, he stopped watching and it's not worth it. That's where it gets its best stuff. And Tim – sorry, not Tim. Dean is also with me on that. And so – but Tim – but Dean and I are, like, right around the same age. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is our spot. And so I – that's probably my favorite of the three, just because I know that one the most. If we're talking about just these four episodes that we watched – I would probably throw probably Captain Simeon as my favorite of just those four episodes. But knowing Word. Reboot like I do and knowing Men in Black like I do, those were all really strong stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, you can't go wrong with three out of the four. Do
0: you see yourself in the future? And I don't mean like right now, but in the, at some point in the rest of your life, are you going to rewatch Reboot uh, for a fourth time, do you think? I don't, I, I've, I've already seen it, I
2: believe, twice through. Okay. And so it's... Now that I've I've done it, uh, like, re, uh, revisited it, we already did an episode on it for, for Blast From Our Past, that I'm not sure I will need to go back, um, but I could honestly see myself re-watching... 26 episodes is not intense to get through for Captain Simeon. I enjoyed myself enough. I could absolutely see myself doing that and digging it. And then The Men in Black, I... I could see myself doing that the same because I really did like the style and I thought the the um, humor was good. The vibe was good. And so, yeah, like those two. I absolutely
0: I could see that happening. I think, I think you and I are the only ones that like that particular art style of, yeah. of that
1: one. Um, yeah, Diallo? You're the only two in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.
0: Diallo, uh, final thoughts. And uh, uh, what was your favorite show of, of all four of them?
3: Well, obviously, Reboot's my favorite. Um, I just think that it does the idea of uh, com- like the interaction between computers and the real world. That's like the perfect setup for it. Um, I love Tron to death, um, but I think this does that idea better. Um, and I wish that Tron Legacy had more of that in it. Um, Then Captain Simeon is probably my second favorite. It just was really fun, Um, like the animation style. Um, Then Men in Black, and last place. You, you
0: guys racist, can't see if it did. Zach is like just sitting racist, back in his chair and just like throwing his hands off. Like, fuck me, right? at the
1: ocean. I got an ocean view. The racist. It's a party. That's for
3: sure. The parade of slurs that was <laughs> the, bogus, the bogus journey of, of racism. <laughs> no. Um, it's so bodacious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it, with the with the animation style for men in black it's not so much, i actually the the style i think it's done well in other places i just don't think it, this was kind of one of the first places i think it was being done and it doesn't kind of a, doesn't a
1: hold up for me but
3: yeah those, those are my that's my rankings okay
1: zach I, I've got nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a party, that's for sure. I You're going to go uh, play you with know. your toys.
3: <laughs> Bill and Ted's toys. Bill
1: and Ted's will He's opening them Johnny. up now after 40 <laughs> years. I draw
3: these years. It's I am. okay. You can hear the plastic crinkling. No, okay.
1: well, I I just, um, you know, I, I knew that my show was like the l- least – uh, favorable. I just knew from the on just watching it myself, I'm like, this this is this is a dope.
0: When you watched it, were you like, uh oh?
1: <laughs> oh, no, I, it was more like, I know how bad it is, but I love, I kind of love that time capsule thing. Like, you can never make a sh- uh, remake it in that same way. Uh, these other ones totally hold up in, in that regard, they you could easily reboot uh all of them and it would be fine bill and ted's just it's just like it's so ridiculous and i think that's kind of why i love it it's just like oh my gosh this is so not politically correct Mm -hmm. on so many levels but that's what makes me like like it in a way because it's just like this you're never going to see this again you know and uh, man, if I well, I I remember as a kid, I'm watching it, and it was over my head at the time. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it, you know, I had some work I had to do on myself as I got older. But um, that theme song slaps. It just slaps. <laughs> it's it's like a bad Michael Bolton guy singing. Like if you love cheese ball, it's the cheesiest of cheese '80s music. You know, it's like that. Come on, everybody, let's do this. Oh yeah, and that's why I love it so much. I, you know, I love hokey stuff. So of course. It's the Hokey Pokey, and I turn myself around.
0: It, was that your favorite one, though, of, of all of them?
1: Oh, my favorite one? No, Captain Simeon's yeah.
0: my favorite. One. <laughs> yeah, no, Captain <laughs> Captain fucking Simeon.
1: <laughs> but I, but you know, I think that's something to be recognized. Obviously, on this show, we bring up sh- shows that have, are known to a larger audience, but that one just totally fell by the radar, uh, and you know, seek out these go on IMDb and sometimes scroll down to shows like this. Yeah. You know, if you scroll on to Bucky O'Hare, it's on there along with a few other shows. You know, I brought up Spartacus and the sun beneath the sea a while, long while back. And like all these shows we bring up are, 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 had an audience, had a lot of people watching them. Um, it's also regional sometimes, sometimes regionally they don't hit as well. So, uh yeah, dig deep guys. Go looking for them and you'll find little diamonds in the rough like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures.
0: <laughs> See, I didn't I didn't dislike the animation style or anything like that. For me Bill and Ted's it was just the rampant rampant in your face racism that was the biggest well, problem.
1: Really quick about the animation style. It's really interesting how they make Bill and Ted look dramatically different. Bill looks like very cartoon like cartoon Cartoonish one way, and then Ted has like black eyeballs. Yeah. Black dots. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. I like it. It's just different. And yeah, racist. (laughs) Noted.
0: (laughs) But. Uh as much as I love Men in Black, uh, I knew going in I was going to like it. Uh, I'm glad to see it still holds up. Uh, Reboot, a show that I I actively didn't watch because I was an art snob. Um, I You know what? I kind of wish I did watch it. I think that if I had invested the time in it and gone through it all the way to the end, I probably would have been happy with, with the experience from what I hear from people. But, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> you're... You're the big winner tonight, buddy. (laughs) Captain Simeon was fucking awesome, man.
1: Captain Simeon so awesome.
0: (laughs) Dude, the animation was great. The design was great. The 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 action was fun. And then on top of it, the icing on the cake was that just that moment of like, we know shit about shit. You know, we know stuff about Mm -hmm. like time and space and wormholes. And I was like, that's that's fun, man. I, it's it's a fun show. Uh, if it wasn't so impossible to find, I think, like, the episode that we watched on, on YouTube, I think, like, that guy is the only guy that's doing, like, these encodings of these, like, Captain Simeon shows. And I think that was from, like, a Latin broadcast or something because uh, things were in Spanish, you know, like, in the credits. Um, but... If it came out on Blu-ray or DVD, I would I would fucking buy it in a heartbeat. Um if Men in Black, if I could get a hold of that, I would watch buy that in a heartbeat. I would rewatch both of those. Um as much as I respect reboot, I don't know if now uh you know, kinda like Bodie, I just I don't know if I could actually like get into it now, but nothing but respect, you know, for it and and it has its place. Yeah. And you know, going back and watching Bill and Ted's it had its it had its place for that one microcosm of a year. It was a great year to be from San Dimas, and uh, I think I do think that they kind of tried to uh, squeeze a lot more juice out of that fruit that was uh, that wasn't really there anymore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, all four of these shows were fun. But Captain Simeon, big winner, and uh, good job, Adam. Thank you for bringing that one to TV Obscura. I'm happy I could introduce. This minor, little-known show to all you guys. So, behind the scenes, Adam, what were we talking about? You were gonna. What was your other uh, cartoon that you were gonna bring to the show? Um, No, we had
2: gone back and forth on a couple different stuff, and you and I had talked about like, oh, if you do Critic, then I would do Duckman. Duckman was definitely a little bit more popular, and so I wanted to bring the obscure to TV Obscura, and so I'm glad we could do Captain Simeon.
0: Yeah, and I and like I mentioned earlier, um, moving forward at some point, um, I do want to do like a '90s adult uh, cartoon, you know, show. We can talk we'll talk about like Drawn Together, although I think that was probably early 2000s. But you know, like the adult stuff. Um, Ooh, and, that was and, that was. Whew. Yeah that that was a wild show. <laughs> that was a wild. One. I know. I love. Oh, I watched the shit out of that yeah, show. Yeah me too. Um, but. Whenever we do do that adult cartoon one, Adam will come back on so we can talk about uh, either Duckman or The Critic because uh, on Cartwright we both talk about that we'd like both yep. of those shows. And, uh, and you know, Adam, you said, like, oh, I don't know if Duckman, how, like, obscure it is. It's funny because, like, it, may, it might not have been obscure, like, in 97 or something, but mm-hmm. now who the fuck remembers Duckman? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's it's obscure in 2022. Yeah, all four of us raise our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course we would. We so. would. so, but uh, Adam, when uh, why don't you uh, where, where can everybody find you out there in the Twitter sphere or whatever you want to call it? That was a uh, 21 Jump Street the movie reference, which now seems old. So <laughs> <laughs> seems very old.
2: Uh, yeah, you guys can, I don't know, I guess follow me on uh, Beef Up Networks or the BFOPs uh, Blast From Our Past podcast, Blast Cast. Uh, check out that on Instagram. I I hate all of social media. I work in social media, it seems now, and so I just hate it, and I don't enjoy being on it anymore. Um, but I will still check it out. If you message me, you listening right now, yeah, I'll be there. I'll check it out. I'm on it enough. And so, um, you know, check out uh, Throwback take Takedown, Blast From Our Past podcast. And, of course, Cartwright to Seinfeld podcast where me and Corey – are both incredibly sleazy. If you, if you <laughs> didn't get enough sleazy C on this show, then go over to Cartwright, and he continues it. I guarantee it.
0: And at, at the time of listening to this, Adam and I uh, just wrapped up season eight. Um, I think by the time this drops, season nine will just start. So we've been doing Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast for over about almost three years now, I'd say, or a little bit over three years maybe. It's. I mean, we're nearly done with the greatest sitcom of all time. It's that's pretty
2: insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, Bill it's and it's Ted's wild.
1: Excellent Adventures. Uh, hey, you, no, <laughs> not, no,
0: that's the most racist sitcom of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diallo, my
3: man, what's uh, what's going on out there in in the world for you, buddy? How is uh, the First Noel Chronicles doing? First Noel Chronicles is doing great. I got a couple episodes coming out uh, this month and uh, just finished up doing our first uh, round of the Kenobe podcast, um, which we reviewed uh, the first season of Obi-Wan. Kind of hoping there are more seasons. Um, Probably will be... I will probably be doing... um, uh, watching like Clone Wars and Rebels and that kind of stuff because I I enjoyed Obi Wan so much I want to like go back and watch that other stuff so look forward to that at some point and uh, yeah just uh, plugging away and um, living my life doing TV Obscura and don't we have a Diallo slash Blast from Our Past uh,
0: crossover coming up in the future
3: Yes yeah, very near future Nice um, yeah. I'll be uh, well, cool yeah, go
2: ahead. Ab. Oh, yeah, we're recording it this week. Um, it should be coming out. We're a little bit ahead. It should be coming out on August seventh. Okay. So yeah, just uh, in a little bit from now. But we're going to be talking our top ten favorite sword fights um, before the year two thousand and five is when we decided. <laughs> and laser swords do count uh, and stuff like that. So yeah. Yes. What <laughs> about that scene in okay. What
1: about that scene in Skin Deep? Does that count? <laughs>
0: The condom scene, skin deep.
2: Oh, oh, is it? Oh my! You know what? I, 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 already made this joke to John that I was gonna do nothing but porn videos, and it was gonna be like two guys. Oh, my favorite uh, sword fight was Ron Jeremy versus Peter North, and it was gonna be, it was gonna be penises fighting. But I, I, have wasted the joke now.
0: Well, Adam, have you ever seen Skin Deep with Zach the, beat me to with John Ritter? Have you ever seen it? No, of course, bro. Not. Please, please do. You, there's a scene I, with a. Gl- do I, I don't. I
2: don't want to see John Ritter hanging dung
0: I don't need to. See <laughs> you don't. That. You what know. it is is a is a glow in the dark condom scene and all. It's a black screen with. It's. It is. It's hilarious. Wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zach, what is going on right now this month with two dollar Leafy and podcasting after dark?
1: Well, speaking of skin deep in that particular scene. Our upcoming guest on $2 late fee and podcasting after dark will be none other than Chelsea field, AKA Tila from masters of the universe. She's also was Virginia slim and Harley Davidson and the Marble man. We are doing our crossover. Our annual crossover event came a little early this year. Last year was Wraith timber in September. And this year it's Harley Davidson, the Marlboro man in July because spoiler, The movie takes place around the 5th of July. So (laughs) uh, we're covering the movie. We broke, we did a free form discussion uh, already. That's out now. The breakdown will be the week after this episode. And then the Chelsea field interview will be the following week. So it's all month long. July is mighty fine. If you're a fan of Harley Davidson, the Marlboro man, Good for you. If you're not, uh, good for you. Either way, you're going to enjoy yourself. We have a lot of banter. Dustin uh, from $2 Late Fee and I uh, and Corey, the three of us together, had a lively discussion on all two episodes. And then the one we did with Chelsea was a great interview. She's got a lot of... Fun stories to tell. You're gonna you're gonna really enjoy it.
0: And she doesn't do a lot of interviews. In fact, nope. uh, the only reason she did this interview is because her pal, Hart Bachner, who Zach and Diala uh, sorry, who Zach and Dustin interviewed for two dollar uh vouched for us essentially. Um, Adam, you know Hart it's Bochner from Die Hard as uh mm. what was the name of Die Hard, Zach? Ellis. It was Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly.
2: He was uh uh hey. Hans Booby. Yeah. Hans Booby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was he was also in Supergirl, which is yes. a fucking terrible yes. film. And he was the heartthrob in that. Was so and bad. he doesn't talk he, about that
0: movie, right, Zach? <laughs> well,
2: he does he
1: doesn't he doesn't talk about that. In fact, he mostly he prefers uh behind the scenes stuff. And the reason why he's uh, done so many movies that he has done is so he could afford to do some of his own personal projects. We, we The interview we did with him, which aired a couple of years ago, uh, yeah, Hart actually became a good friend. And thankfully, he knows a lot of fun people in this industry. And uh, that will hopefully translate to, like Barry Bostwick, by the way. That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Hart. Yeah, Barry Bostwick from Megaforce, Ace Hunter. But yeah, Chelsea uh who's married to Scott Bakula, who's also a good friend of hearts. Um they're all good people. So uh she came on the show and did us a solid by going down Nostalgia Street and uh telling us some dirt. And she,
0: she digs, she digs in and you know, she was like, "Oh, I don't usually do interviews because I don't I don't know if I have anything to add, you know, to the conversation." And by the time we were done with the the the, the conversation, me and Zach were like, "Holy shit! Like that was an that was an amazing interview." So the um the I'll be editing our four and a half hour breakdown of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man that uh, I walked us through. I broke down that. So I'll be. Editing that uh, soon, Uh, that'll drop a week after this. So basically, TV Obscure is the little hiatus in the middle of the month uh, between uh, all the Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man stuff. Um, But uh, if you already listened to the $2 late fee pad crossover one already, you'll know that we were not kind to that movie. And uh, for the breakdown, we are not kind either. But Zach, I've been sitting on something that I want to tell you on air right now. I can't stop thinking about that movie. And I think I might actually like it at this point because I can't (laughs) stop fucking thinking about it. So I don't know what that means, but it's going to be an interesting discussion this month on wrap up after dark between me and Zach. uh, Once we talk about all things Harley Davidson and the Marlboro man, maybe
1: we'll snag Dustin for that too. But uh, so for the Patreon,
0: let's, let's try to make that happen. Let's get Dustin on that one for sure. Um, But Thank you all so much. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for being on this episode. Diallo, thank you, as always, for being on TV Obscura. Um, Go check out everything, you know, the BFOP network has to offer. Uh, Go check out Blast From Our Past. Go check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. People don't forget Return, Revenge, Resurrection. Talk back. Talking Back. I was going to say Talk Back Pod. Sometimes in my head, I just know what the at yeah, sign the is. Instagram. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast. Action Action. Uh, all the all the shows. And of course, all of the friends of the network. Uh, go check out uh, $2 Lafey. Ready to Retro. Uh, Kano Bay. <laughs> Cinema 9 Podcast. Give me back my action movies. Give me back my horror movies. All of our friends out there in the podcasting world that we know and love. Uh, Don of the dead uh, podcast is another great one go check that one out as well and uh, and
1: manic movie monday podcast yes! a brand new a good, one yes our go, friend yeah. aaron don gilmer
0: go check She's out uh we we uh, so uh we did her movie so aaron uh zach what movie did aaron pick for us to do
1: hard ticket to who Hawaii, snap yes. paradise all the time.
0: So good, so good. So Aaron, <laughs> Aaron knows her sleaze, and she knows her cult movies, and now she has a podcast on there, uh, Manic Movie Monday. So please go check that out. Go check out all of her friends. And uh, as always,
2: we'll catch you on the obscure
0: side.